This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio I say this uh, every time. One of the greatest rock and roll albums ever. This is the title track, Unforgettable Fire, from the U2 classic, Unforgettable Fire, which we just experienced on Sunday in Brooklyn. And who knew my whole neighborhood, my whole neighborhood, literally in mourning for Tim Klein, who was killed, the golden boy, the, uh, the kid from Canarsie, on Sunday in this fire in Brooklyn, I mean, they're shutting down schools in my neighborhood. Uh, I'm going to leave early on Friday to head to this kid's funeral, 11 o'clock, on Flappish Avenue and Avenue N in Brooklyn on Friday morning. Uh, there'll be some, uh, I know the viewing will be Wednesday and Thursday night, but I'm talking about thousands and thousands of folks, firemen, police, all kinds of city officials about to uh, head towards uh, my neighborhood again to mourn the loss of Tim Klein, 31 years old. Everybody loved this kid. I do want to uh, send a special shout-out to Phil Hughes listening this morning because much like Joe Esposito did with the uh, Mora and uh, Rivera funerals, got me to St. Patrick's, Phil is going to get me into the uh, funeral on Friday for this gentleman. So thank you, Phil. But before we get to all of that, including this very tragic and sad story, this is good news. Back today... And we're back together for the first time since last Monday. It's been a while. My friend, the great Bernard McGurk. Good morning, Bernie. Sydney author Rosenberg, thank you for that introduction. It is terrific to be back. Wonderful. I missed all you guys. I missed everything. Missed a, uh, a, a, a very, very, uh, I guess, a newsworthy week. But more more importantly, I just missed you guys in particular. It's good to be back in uh once again, thank you, Sydney. I d- did undergo another round of chemotherapy, and uh, all successful, and uh, it's all good now. We're back, and I'm happy. Happy uh, to be with you, Sid. Happy to be with you, my brother. Well, thank you, and thank you for the uh, – it's great to have you back, seriously. Uh, John did a great job in your stead a couple of days last week. I had a couple of really powerful solo shows, but there's nothing like it when you're here. And uh, those texts you sent me yesterday were beautiful. We'll get to that, the iconic photo I sent to Bernard from the streets of Brooklyn, just outside Michael's Restaurant, me. And there it is on WABCRadio.tv. You'll view it later on today. Me, Chaz Palminteri, Vinny, Big Pussy, Pastori, and Bo Deedle. What a great picture. But um, one more thing about this uh, kid who died on Sunday, just the irony, just two years ago, 
he actually eulogized one of his brothers, Stephen uh, Pollard, who was also killed on the Bell Parkway in the line of duty. And now two years later, this young man uh, gets killed. His father, Patrick, is a big-time retired FDNY guy. His three uncles also served in the fire department. His mom, Diane, from all from all people I speak to, a wonderful lady, three beautiful sisters. just want to get this one in here quickly, Bernard. This is uh, Laura Cavanaugh, Lou. She is the acting FDNY commissioner talking about the uh, tragic loss of Timothy Klein. I cannot describe the heartbreak of the FDNY today to have lost a member doing what our members do best, putting their lives on the line to save others. There it is. That's uh, Kavanaugh. We may speak at some point today in the 9 o'clock hour to the man that Kavanaugh replaced, who did such a great job for a very, very long time in the FDNY, and that is our buddy Bernard Daniel Nigro, along with Joe Tacopina and Bo Dito. So a big show coming your way today. But getting back to that photo for a second, Bernie, that I took yesterday, and you sent me that beautiful text about, I couldn't wait to do something. I couldn't wait to do something with that photo when I got home. And what was it? You get one guess, Bernard. You had it framed. Nope. I couldn't uh, wait well, to... Well, you, come you on. posted it all over the place. I did, I mean, yes. But what specific uh, place did I post it? I couldn't wait to do it. What specific place? Yes. So you got me, bro. You got me. You got me, Bumblecloud. Go ahead. Twitter. I couldn't wait to tweet under the new. Oh, well, that's what I said. You posted it all over the place. Yeah, but specifically, forget about Facebook and Instagram, which, of course, is uh, run and owned by Zuckerberg. I'm talking about specifically Twitter, the new Elon Musk Twitter. I couldn't wait to tweet my picture with the new man in charge. I'll give you credit here, Bernie, because uh, I said, and no matter how much he offered, he wasn't going to get it done. And you said, no, he's going to get it done. And he did get it done. I couldn't wait to tweet the picture yesterday. And uh, there is some hope now for freedom of speech in this country with Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Bro, the, the, the backlash against tyranny has begun. It was one hell of a week last week on a number of fronts. I mean, you had uh, the whole Disney implosion. You had uh, Netflix losing money, shares left, right, center. You had the mask mandate shot down. It was like morning in America, a mini morning in America last week, uh, uh, there were a number of other things as well that escaped my uh, mind at this point, but uh, that this was the this was the this was the creme de la creme. This was it. This was the uh, this was almost this came as close to uh, election night 2016 as you'll get. Elon Musk, because the left is just uh, freaking out, apoplectic, losing their minds over the fact that yes, now free speech is. I mean, you know, they're not afraid that. Uh, uh, w- w- with Twitter, they're not afraid that you're going to see disinformation. They're afraid that you're going to see the truth. That's what they're afraid of. And uh, and now you're going to see the truth. And this is just part and parcel of the 2022 awakening, awakening epiphany that we've been talking about, you know, ad nauseum of this whole year and, and, and part of last year. Uh, this is part of it. And uh, it, it, it thrills me to no end. So happy, so happy about it. Also, CNN Plus, that's the other one, CNN Plus. Yeah, gone. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> 30 days. These idiots. Yeah. And nobody nobody pays to watch a CNN, and, and then they, they, they say, okay, how about paying to watch CNN Plus? I, I don't think so. It's out. So, yeah, it was a great week for our side, for my side. I'll speak for myself, for my side. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, 
November 2022 is going to be the icing on the cake. We are taking back this country. Chris Wallace, of course, uh, made the move from Fox News over to CNN Plus and uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Elon Musk, $44 billion. And now we we know that uh, Donald Trump has said that he is not going to go back on Twitter. He's losing money with his own his own social media. Uh, Dave Portnoy, that's an interesting question. He'll, he should be back sooner than later. And I was watching Jesse Waters last night, who, of course, is on before Tucker Carlson. Waters is on 7 to 8. Carlson is on at 8 on Fox News. And during the Jesse Waters show, Tucker Carlson tweeted, we are back. So we're starting to see some folks back on Twitter. But I really want T- to see Tucker Trump back said, on. Tucker uh, Mark Levin, the Babylon V. Yep. Trump says he won't because he's got his own uh, thing going, but I predict he will. Me I too. Because twi- yep. Twitter is where the action is, let's face it. Yep. And plus, Trump is taking a bath with his own <laughs> social media deal anyway. So yeah. we'll, get the, we'll get Trump back on there. Trump, in the meantime, has, uh, I guess, bigger issues. Uh, $10,000 a day he's paying because Letitia James has nothing better to do. You talk about a waste of time. And it's a good thing she's not running for governor because she would get blown out of this thing because she's stupid. $10,000 a day Donald Trump is going to have to pay for this nonsense for not showing Letitia James basically what she wants to see, but she has no right to see. Meanwhile, you have the uh, the swamp up in uh, Albany. You have Kathy Hochul with this uh, shady, sneaky, uh, you know, nefarious uh, stadium deal. All kinds of uh, corruption going on in New York. By the way, Eric Adams hasn't released his taxes. No. He was on the hot seat last week for uh, not releasing his taxes. And what's funny was he had his Donald Trump moment because you remember when they were really busting Donald Trump's balls, he was saying, folks, folks, we've got COVID, we've got issues, let me run the country. Eric Adams pulled his own Donald Trump last week. He said, folks, folks, babies are getting shot in the street. By the way, you're bald. People are getting mugged on the subways. By the way, you're bald. Leave me alone. Let me run this city. But but when Donald Trump said that, people like Eric Adams wouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt. Now Eric Adams wants the same treatment. Absolutely right. It's 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 delicious, ain't it, Sydney? Oh, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's fun great. to watch. It's great. Uh, but by the way, Trump is not paying that ten grand a day. He's going to appeal it. He's not paying a ten grand. At some point, some judge is going to say, "No, this is stupid. This is petty." This is vindictive on the part of this uh, racist uh, state attorney general that we have, Tish James. You just look at what she said uh, leading up to her, you know, getting this uh, this position as a state attorney general, getting elected, the way she was so, so giddy about it. I'm going to get Trump. 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 It's not about uh, anything substantive. It's about a personal vendetta is what it is. And so he will he's not paying the 10 grand and he never will have to, in my humble opinion. Are you watching at all any of this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard stuff going on? Any of it? Well, you, listen, you, you couldn't get away from it for a while. Uh, it was all over the place. And my wife, a big Johnny Depp fan. Uh, so, yes, I watched uh, I watched a lot of it. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's kind of entertaining. It's compelling. It's meaningless. But, uh, yeah, so, yes, I have. I saw about, about, about her relieving herself in the bed i wanted to throw up she made a duty I mean, yeah she made a duty That's yeah. Right. yeah and, and him yeah. with the uh you know the finger uh, and all this stuff <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean just uh, it's all nasty i mean i don't know what he's thinking too by the way he's the one who, who initially sued he knew he was going to be on the hot seat for all this and all the stuff that he did and said would come out 
So I don't understand what the uh, ulterior motives are for either one of the two. Because, they're, quite they're, they're two of the most detestable, unlikable people you've ever seen. And I love Johnny Depp. It wasn't that long ago. I was a huge fan. I think he's a brilliant actor, by the way. Brilliant. But um, my God, I hate them both. I really do. I, I don't care if they could, you could put them both uh, on a on a boat and send them away forever, and, and I, I couldn't care less. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to wish any ill on Johnny Depp, but uh, it's too bad things didn't get more out of control between the <laughs> two of them, and we wouldn't have to be witnessing this uh, right. spec, this this uh, unseemly, disgusting, really gross <laughs> spectacle that we're watching. This will be uh, one of the things that Joe Tacopina, who will join us at 8.05, will talk about later this morning, along with, uh, he's got a new client, her name is Rihanna, we'll get to that with Joe again coming up at 8.05, and on the sports front, as we covered three or four major news stories, the Nets get swept by the Boston Celtics. I don't remember the last time a team had two Hall of Famers. And by the way, if Harden was still here, it would be three. But two Hall of Famers, all the expectations, right? They were the seventh seed, but favored in just about any series they were going to play. And they get swept, swept by the Boston Celtics. Kyrie Irving is a complete jerk-off, good or bad player, I don't care. Kevin Durant, is uh, he had a miserable series outside of last night. And they decided to keep the coach, Steve Nash, that's fine. But what a huge disappointment the Brooklyn Nets turned out to be this season. I mean, all I heard at the beginning of the season was the Nets are going all the way. They're going to win everything. They're going all the way. And to be in the first round, yet as you point out, swept. I mean, and they were the Celtics were dominant. Let's face it, there wasn't one game in which the uh, Nets really stepped up and were the equivalent of the Celtics. It was embarrassing. It was it was, it was disappointing to watch because, you know, you, you you expected you wanted to watch a good competitive series, it wasn't there. No, and, it wasn't. Uh, no. And, and and all all the experts, all the geniuses, all the prognosticators at the beginning of the season should step up and say, hey. I was wrong. Oh, Somebody, please. accountability. Nobody please. does that. Like Chuck Todd, like George Stephanopoulos, like Joe yeah, Scarborough. Any, anybody. <laughs> please. But, no. th- but then you know you know what's going to happen, though? They're going to say the same thing about a certain team come uh, next season. They're going to say the same thing about a certain team in another sport that comes up, say, in football or whatever. We're going to have to sit here and endure their, you know, their, their expertise, their quote-unquote expertise. You don't have any expertise. Shut no. up. Right. Well, the, you can change one letter from the Nets, change one letter, and maybe you do have a championship team. They beat the Cardinals last night. They now own a record of 13-5, and five, the best inside the National League. Change that N to an M, and maybe you do have a championship team in the New York Mets. Keep hope alive, man. you got to believe. you got to believe. Yeah, it's been a great uh, season so far. Fun to watch, i got to tell you. But uh, you know, you know how the Mets are. They'll tease you. They'll tease you, man, and then then all, all of a sudden, you're like, what happened? Uh, that's a great they point. Were, they were doing so well. Yeah, people forget, even last year, the Mets were a first-place team through like 95 games, and then they completely fell apart in the second half. But they are 13-5 and five and talking about football, which Bernie just mentioned. Don't forget, coming up on Thursday night, the NFL draft and the Jets and Giants each have two picks in the first round, with the Giants picking at numbers 5 and 7 and the Jets at numbers 4 and 10. So a lot there. Bernie and Sid are back, obviously. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Once again, Bo Deedle, 
who I was with yesterday at the Gravesend uh, shooting. He was uh, fantastic. Always great to see Bo. Can I just uh, tell you, Bo Deedle, what a heart of gold this guy has. He stopped by my house. Uh, The other day he dropped off uh, his uh, his own personally cooked special sauce with pork and sausage. Came by my house to drop it off, hung out. I mean, what a what a what a what a what a wonderful guy this guy is. I mean, yep. it was just the personal touch. He's a, a unbelievable, rough, tough guy, but a rough, tough cream puff. Yep. Again, a big heart, heart of gold. Yep. I love me some Bo Deedle. He loves you first too. Time. He was very excited when I told him yesterday. I actually saw all that on your Facebook page. You posted it, Bernie. He's like, oh, my God, that's so great. So he'll be here to talk about uh, seeing Bernie and all that coming up at uh, 740. Joe Tacopina, 805. Hopefully former FDNY Commissioner Daniel Nigro in the 9 o'clock hour. And, again, our prayers uh, all week long go out to the Klein family who live. I mean, I don't want to give away where I live, but I can tell you this. uh, Not very far. Fire trucks parked outside their house the last couple of days since uh, Timothy died on Sunday. And it is very, very close to my house. So, again, to Patrick and Diane and the whole family, uh, we send our very best. And I'll be at the funeral coming up at 11 o'clock on Friday morning. One segment in the book's going to be an amazing Tuesday show. Bernie is back, and I'm with him. Bernie and Sid on a Tuesday morning. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Marvin Gaye, baby, back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen, simulcast on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. Hey, listen, uh, Sid, you brought up uh, the the horrific uh, demise of uh, Timothy Klein. I mean, you're... You're, you're, you're well involved. I mean, you, you live near where the, the poor gentleman uh, lived himself, so you're, you, you just talked about it. But either way, there was another tragic loss by, of a young man over the weekend. And, uh, I mean, after three days, they found his body. He was uh, a, a Texas National Guardsman who actually jumped in the Rio Grande River to save two illegal aliens. And it turns out that the two illegal aliens that he was trying to save, they were narco-traffickers. They survived. He died. After three days, they found oh this man's God. body. Jeez. His name is Bishop Evans. And you see a picture of him. He's 22 years old. He already did uh, a tour in Iraq. 22 years old, young African-American, uh, sweetest-looking kid you want to uh, ever want to imagine. And uh, so I'm watching, uh, I'm watching ABC News. And this uh, punk, David Muir, they do a story on the border after three days. And it was a real, real, uh, you know, a somber ceremony after they found his body. They escorted it to a, uh, you know, to an ambulance or an ambulance. They put his body in it to take it away. Very moving. You think the uh, ABC News would actually mention the fact that a, a, a soldier died? 
trying to rescue illegal aliens, a very oh, noble on. act. Come on. And they turned out to be drug traffickers, people who are killing our youth by the tens of thousands. Do you, you think that's not newsworthy for ABC News? Please. I mean, and that's only David Muir. That's the only newscast I watched. How many others ignored this uh, particular story? I mean, I just really, I'm, I'm, I'm furious, actually, believe it or not, over the whole thing. That's why fact, e- Elon Musk buying Twitter is such a huge, huge story, because while you're right, David Muir and Lester Holt and Nora O'Donnell and a host of others, Todd, Stephanopoulos, Joe and Mika, they'll never, ever tell you what Bernard McGurk just told you. But Bernie can go on Twitter today without any hesitation and any nervousness that somebody may take it down. Uh, exactly right. Yeah. Morning in America, baby. Maybe morning in America. It's close. I mean, all these things, uh, you know, there's a confluence of events uh, that may be translating into a, uh, a, you know, a renaissance in this country. Again, as I mentioned before, the backlash against tyranny and, and make no mistake about it. We've been suffering under this uh, liberal tyranny, this woke tyranny for the past couple of years, really. Uh, start Well, not starting, but part of it was, of course, the uh, laptop from hell, which got this old imbecile elected. And speaking of which, uh, that came out over the weekend as well. The old imbecile. I never talked to my son about his business dealings. <laughs> right. That's another thing in addition to, uh, you know, uh, Disney, Netflix, uh, CNN Plus, the Vax mandate being uh, squashed, all that stuff that came out. The visitor, uh, and why have, hasn't any news organization? Uh, that's the point. Why why isn't any news organization None. thought to look at the visitor log? Right. If, if, you're not, if, you're not, if you're not watching Jesse Waters and all these shows, you'd never know this. You'd never know this. And you're right, 19 times. But listen, uh, not all of those 19 times was he there to see Joe Biden. But all it takes is one. And yes, they've got a meeting between this guy, Hunter Biden's business partner, and the big guy himself. Yeah, and of course, well, I mean, if you're going to meet, if, if Hunter wants to meet with his business partner, I mean, why meet him at the White House? Meet him, meet him at a, at a, at a cafe. Obviously, uh, Joe Biden was involved clearly, but that didn't stop him from lying. And just to re, just to refresh your memory, ladies and gentlemen, this guy has no qualms about, about telling a bald-faced lie to your face or to a reporter's face with cameras rolling. Cut 13, Lou. Look, I never told the president to resign. It was a conversation that we had oh, about boy. scenarios. And you asked President right, Trump. It's, it's, go ahead, Biden. Twelve. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. <laughs> I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else no. anything having to do with their businesses, period. See, so that's why straight, this, straight to your face. This is why, Bernie, I get very uh, frustrated, even with Bill O'Reilly, who, you know, of course, I think is the closest thing to God on this planet. When he comes on on Thursdays and says, listen, his faculties aren't all there. He may be suffering from dementia. Nonsense. That's evil. That's corrupt. That is the side of Joe Biden that has made him a multi, multi, multi millionaire over the last 40 years. Has nothing to do with his cognitive ability. He is just a corrupt guy. Bottom line. Yeah, no question about it. Corrupt. He's a corrupt. He's a pervert. He's a race baiter. He's a liar and uh, may very well be compromised making decisions uh, regarding the Ukraine, China, etc. based on his compromised uh, status which puts our national security in danger right now. It's really, really bad. 
But as you point out, Sydney, the, the, the silver lining to the this whole thing, Elon Musk, uh, again, and just listen to this guy, Elon Musk, talk about free speech. This guy, by the way, no conservative. He's a libertarian is what he is. He's really unpredictable. He just he just wants to do the right thing. I mean, anybody with common sense, anybody with any sense of fairness realizes that the First Amendment, free speech, is inviolable. It's supposed to be. Anyway, this is Elon Musk. This is cut 19, Lou. Cut 19. Elon Musk. A good sign as to whether there is free speech is uh, is is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like. And if that is the case, then we have free speech. And it's, it's damn annoying when someone you don't like says something you don't like. That is a sign of a healthy, functioning, uh, free speech situation. Exactly right. It's not the f- speech that you like, that you want, you know, uh, protected. It's speech that you don't like that should be protected. That's, it's, that, that's the nature of the First Amendment. That's what it's all about. That's when it gets difficult. goes back to uh, uh, Skokie, Illinois. Uh, several decades ago when the Nazis marched and the ACLU actually defended them. They say, look, we hate what they, stay, what they stand for, we hate what they say, but in this country the First Amendment prevails. They have a right to do what they're doing, as disgusting and gross and repulsive as it is, and that's what you protect. And that's what uh, Elon Musk is doing here. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, this guy, he runs a, an electric car company. He was like the hero of the left for the longest time. But, uh, you know, he does the right thing. He, he's the one who put out a tweet about three months ago, and he says, look, forget the fact that I run an electric car company. we got to start drilling for oil. Yep. we got to start drilling for gas. Desperate, And he wrote this, desperate times call for desperate measures. So this guy is a guy who wants to do the right thing, and it is so damn refreshing is all I can say. Well, so, he actually uh, was, he, he did more to help out Ukraine than uh, most, all these people that are crying and we're not doing enough. And... Such a good point, Sidney. Such a good point. Go ahead. No, he did. He, As you know, Bernard, he, he got the Internet going there. And, and that was exactly. really his first step, I think, towards uh, towards uh, buying Twitter, was uh, doing what he did in the Ukraine and uh, showing uh, just how big-hearted and, uh, and, and open-minded Elon Musk is. Yeah, he kept the, uh, he kept the Internet open. Yep. I mean... Would we be paying any attention to the Ukraine if we didn't have all these images coming out of the Ukraine? None. No, we would not. We would absolutely ignore it because the, the whole uh, news motto is, if it bleeds, it leads. And if we didn't have audio videotape, people in Ukraine sending this stuff out because he put up a satellite keeping Wi-Fi going. I mean, this guy really is a special, a special American. By the way, he's an African-American. I just want you to know that. So it's an historic uh, move in a couple of ways that he owns Twitter. We have the first African-American owning, uh, the, the, well, maybe not the number one uh, free speech platform or, or, or the number one uh, you know, social media platform, but, yes, African-American. And they hate it when you say that, so I'm going to say it all morning long. Elon <laughs> Musk is an African-American, ladies and gentlemen. I have to tell you that while you're, you're doing all the Elon Musk talk, and again, it's a shame it's not going on simultaneously with the radio show, but I guess somewhere down the road we're going to go 24-7 yeah. video. But uh, I'm watching you and I do this uh, show on television at WABCRadio.tv, which you and I can see while we're doing the radio show, but the public can't see it until after the radio show. And uh, Eric Salas and Danny and all those guys, they are putting up all these Elon Musk tweets or all the stuff he did in Ukraine. 
And it's just a really incredible watch. It's an amazing watch. Uh, they don't even know what you and I are going to talk about. And in a matter of a second, boom, there's all the images and pictures right there. So I know you heard the radio show this morning, but it's worth going back to watch the TV portion after the show at WABCRadio.TV because those guys and girls do an amazing job. They really do. Uh, all testament, all, all credit to uh, our management. They hire the best people, uh, John Katzmatidis, Chad Lopez, Matt Meany, all of these guys. They hire quality people, so kudos to these guys. Traffic and sports is coming up next, Sydney. but right now it's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour every weekday afternoon at 4 o'clock after Rudy Giuliani here. Bo talks about Mayor Adams and no cash bail. There's nothing he can do to reduce crime. Really? Oh, that's simple. It's called put the criminals in jail and leave them there. Every liberal prosecutor almost in this country has been dealing with progressive reforms to bail, or else progressive DAs in this country who refuse to do something very simple, and that is put criminals in jail, leave the criminals in jail, instead of putting them out on the streets. That, believe it or not, putting criminals in jail, novel thing that, brilliant thing that, it actually works to keep crime down. We keep the criminals in jail. They're not free to roam the streets and criminalize. And if they don't criminalize, guess what happens? Then crime goes down. It's absolutely brilliant how that works. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Joel's song ever, Summer Highland Falls, and it is either sadness or euphoria. Well, in my neighborhood these days, it is sadness. Once again, the tragic passing of Timothy Klein died in a fire in Canarsie, Brooklyn, on Sunday. They are basically shutting down, as Lou knows, he lives uh, close as well. The whole neighborhood, Bernie, the uh, the rest of the week, there'll be uh, viewings on Wednesday and Thursday night. Again, I'll be at the funeral on Friday morning, Flappish Avenue and Avenue N, and even the schools in my neighborhood. St. Francis, for example, they are closing on Friday. And as I mentioned, uh, seeing the fire trucks 
outside of Tim's uh, parents' house, Patrick and Diane. Really, really uh, tough to watch. And uh, listen, this is not uh, Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora where they walked at some some apartment and uh, gunned down by some crazy person uh, doing their job. But this kid, again, by all accounts, 31 years old, six years uh, with the FDNY, was great, not good at his job, great. Of course, he had to be his father, retired FDNY, three uncles worked for the, for the FDNY as well. And uh, nothing he can do. The, 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 the floor collapsed uh, on top of him. He was not the only person to be injured. He passed away eventually, but two other firefighters were injured as well. He was alive when they found him with debris all over him, but I would equate it really. Uh, I would equate it to Mora uh, and the uh, fallen, the other fallen officer. I mean, he went into that burning building just like those guys did on nine eleven. I mean, that 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 is incredible bravery. Well, that's true uh, in terms of the courage and the bravery. It is analogous, but you know, but he was just doing his job, and 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 you're right. It, it is analogous in that all these guys, whether it's a cop. You never know if they're going to come home at night. A firefighter, you never know if they're going to come home at night. It is. And, um, you know, that's why I was watching uh, Jesse, for example, last night. But I know you saw this. And uh, Roe was on, and he's doing a, a whole special all week on how cops, not firemen, but cops, uh, are I'm treated sorry, around said, the country. You said Roe was on? I did not see Jesse Waters last night. Okay. So he had some uh, some guy on. I guess he works for Fox News or Fox Nation. I don't know the guy's name. It may be Roe. It may not be. I think it's Mike. He's a radio guy. And, oh, uh, Mike Rowe, the guy yes. who, he's been on with us before. Yeah, the, the working class guy. Yeah, yes. exactly. I know, I know who you're talking about. So yeah. he's doing a special all week long on cops and how, you know, 99.99% of cops never draw their guns on how Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, finally, finally came out and, and actually was, um, was supportive of the cops. You know, how 70 plus cops died in like a, a month's time. And no one talks about that. But of course, we'll talk about, you know, Brown. We'll talk about, uh, Prude. We'll talk about George Floyd a thousand times a day. But nobody wants to talk about all the cops that are being hunted and killed all across America because, well, they're just cops. And that is a fact, a statistical fact. But nobody pays attention to statistics because all they want to do is fight based on emotion. Of course, and exploit racial division uh, and all, all sorts of uh, disgusting motives. Yeah, they, they, don't, they don't discuss it. And the police officers also, you know, dying in the line of duty, you know, not, not necessarily in a shootout with some uh, perp. But, I mean, it could be some, something as simple as pulling a car over on a highway yeah. at 3 o'clock in the morning and then getting slammed by some, uh, you know, unsuspecting driver uh, coming up behind them, and they just die that way. There's, like, hundreds die. Yeah. Every single year, by, by doing stuff just like that, and all you know, courageous stuff, scary, courageous stuff. Yeah, nobody talks about that. No, in fact, um, most cops, like I said, never take their gun out. But tons die doing what you're talking about. And Rose uh, special on Fox News, Bernie deals specifically with the issue. All of these cities are having recruiting cops because at the end of the day, there is no bigger thankless job, including a politician. Poor Donald Trump tried to help this country, and all he does is get savaged every day, and he's probably lost billions of dollars. But there's no less, uh, there's no more thankless job than being a cop these days. I mean, the, the, there are excuses being made why you should be hunted, and uh, no one respects cops anymore. So the special is really about the difficulty in major cities, including us here in New York, recruiting cops, because why would anybody want to do that job? Why would anybody want to do that? Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, why in, in this uh, atmosphere? Uh, though uh, I, I, I'm hanging my hat 
on this particular year. This is a pivotal time, a turning point, and I think uh, respect for the police are, is coming back. All of these things are converging uh, to, to uh, you know, to, to present us with a, a better America uh, in the coming months, in the coming months uh, leading up to and subsequent to the election. I think uh, things really, really are turning around. The humorless woke tards are losing, as they should. The vicious, humorless, America-hating woke tards are losing on a number of fronts, and uh, I think that trend will continue, and I, I hope it will, and I think part of it is Yes, respect for the police and for what they do. Bo Deedle, you know, you mentioned him earlier. He showed up at your house on Sunday and had all that food, and he showed up yesterday at Michael's. Uh, he wasn't uh, on camera yesterday, but he still showed up to say hello to me and Chaz Palminteri and Vinnie Pastore and Paul Ben Victor and the whole crowd and Michael. And actually, it turns out, I didn't know this, Byrne, but he never met Michael Sullivan before. So Michael Sullivan stopped by. His restaurant, Brennan and Carr, is on Nostrand and You. And Michael's restaurant is on Nostrand and R, right down the block, basically. So Sullivan came over to say hello, and he met Bo for the first time. And wouldn't you know that about an hour after Bo left, Mike Sullivan sends me a picture. You ready for this? Three people having lunch at Brennan and Carr. Mike Sullivan, Bo Deedle, and Phil Mushnick. How about that, Bernie? Get out of town. I swear Phil to God. Mushnick? Yes. Wow. That's that's one hell of a – I would have loved to have been at that table. Yeah. Phil, the uh, – the the uh, the eternal uh, curmudgeon, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I mean he's he, he you know he, he he if it sticks in his craw, he's going to write about it, no matter how cool or not cool it is. Phil Mushnick, I, I really have a lot of respect for Phil Mushnick. I love him. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, you know, I read him every Sunday. It's the only sports page I read in the New York Post on Sundays. It's Phil Mushnick's uh, a sports page. Yeah, he's good now. He used to savagely attack me. For many, many, many years, almost as much Same. as he attacked Imus and Francesa. It was very, very close. Oh, yes, yes. Then it was yes. Craig Carton, but now he stays away from me, so now you can read him. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, honestly, uh, I didn't recall the fact that he attacked you. Oh. Uh, I'm, not I'm not down with that. But, uh, yeah, he attacked Imus and he attacked, uh, I guess, you. He never attacked me. Uh, I, I spoke to him off the air a couple of times, and I had a pretty good relationship with him. And he made sure never to attack me, so which is explains one of the reasons why you know I, my my, uh, my glowing words for him now because he never did attack me. Well, good. Then he's uh, he's okay with me. If he stayed away from you, he's okay with me. Plus, Bo was faced with a very tough task because, as you know, he's kind of the face of Rayos. He's the Rayos person, and there he was yesterday at Michael's in Brooklyn holding up the jaws of sauce. That Michael's makes, which is very, very popular and sold, by the way, in supermarkets and all over Brooklyn. They do a very good job of selling that sauce. And uh, now Bo has to make the choice. Who has a better sauce, Rayo's or Michael's? The answer is Michael's. But, of course, uh, Bo has this long, many, many years loyalty to Rayo's. So he'll say Rayo's. But the answer is Michael's, Bernie. Trust me. <laughs> well, you know, I guess uh, it's close. I would say it's close, it's close I mean, yes. with, with, with these sauces. Again, Bo made his own special sauce, which he brought over to my house over the weekend, and uh, it was absolutely, on Sunday, it was as good as Rayo's or I would imagine Michael's as well. So you put that special touch, you, you know, you cook it all day long, like Mama used to do back in the day, the house, with the ambiance, the smell of the sauce wafted through the house, and all of these, that's, that's, the, that's, the, uh, that, that's the barometer, the uh, test. Is, does it smell like mama's sauce back in the day? And my mother, 
though she was an Irish immigrant, a lot of Italian friends. She made the best Italian food. She could make the best lasagna, meticulous, put 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 together homemade lasagna, cooking the sauce all day long, meat meat lasagna. Uh, so anyway, that's the test. If it's as good as your mama's when you were a kid, then uh, it's good stuff. 7.40, Bo Dieter will be here for his weekly appearance. That's always terrific. Coming up at 8.05, famed defense attorney Joe Tacopina. He's got some very famous people he's representing right now. Plus, he'll talk about Johnny Depp and a host of other things. And then at 8.40, former FDNY Commissioner Daniel Nigro on the tragic passing of Timothy Klein on Sunday. So three big guests, Lydia reports, beat Bernie, your phone calls at 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. This is a Tuesday edition of the number one rated news talk show in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid. Bernie and Sid in the morning. You know the story that... um. We saw this weekend, I guess, maybe Sunday. They arrested, what, 12 people, this anti-gun unit that Eric Adams doesn't want to call by its original name because it's uh, Giuliani's tactics were racist and all that nonsense. So they arrest uh, 12 people, and 11 of those 12 were out in like 15 minutes, literally. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's great. So that's going well. I mean, what, yeah. what, what, what good is all this, adding more cops and putting all these units back on the street and all the nonsense that Eric Adams is trying to sell these people if, um, if they're going to be in jail for 15 minutes? What good is it? I thought Kathy Hochul fixed that uh, no-cash bail. No, let's, just, let's call it no-bail policy, no-jail policy. I thought she fixed that, didn't she, with the yes. budget? No, apparently not. No, she did. She apparently fixed it, it, was, and it, was, it, and she fixed it because Eric Adams went to Albany and made sure she did it. That's the contention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it was a bunch of garbage. It was symbolic. It was nothing. It was weak, weak, weak-ass uh, weak reform. No, it's not. You know, that's disgusting What, what that 11 out of the 12 got out of jail like that. they got to fix this no-jail policy up there in Albany. Eric Adams, it's time to speak out. Crime is still... Continues to rise yeah. under his uh, under his watch. Continues to rise uh, over last year over De Blasio's tenure. Much more, so much Eric higher. Adams, you're, you're, yes, very much so. Eric Adams, you're failing. Get on your your bully pulpit and call out these creeps up in Albany, these these Stewart cousins, uh, the Heasties up there, and let's get this no jail thing fixed so we can lock these guys up with the guns and keep them locked up. Well said, Bernard. Once again, coming up at 7.40, Bo Deedle. Coming up at 8.05, Joe Tacopina. Coming up at 8.40, Daniel Nigro. Bernie's back. And we're back together after an eight-day hiatus. Or hiatus. Which one do you prefer? Hey, now. (laughs) Bernie and Sid on a Tuesday. Back on Talk Radio 77, WABC. New York, Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Back here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere in that 77 WABC app, ladies and gentlemen. Download it. You will not regret it. 
Also heard out simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And, of course, uh, you know, I talked about it last hour, how last week was one hell of a week for this country. A lot of good things happening out there. But one horrible thing that really disgusted me yesterday was, uh, of course, this uh, dead National Guard uh, Texas soldier, 22-year-old uh, Bishop Evans, uh, a lovely, uh, he looked great in his uniform, black kid. He went in, he dove in the water to save two illegal aliens. Spoke about this uh, last hour again. But uh, anyway, it turns out he drowned. They survived. They got arrested. They're narco traffickers, the guys who he was trying to save. These are the people who are killing our youth here in the United States of America by the tens of thousands. This kid didn't realize it, of course. That three days his body was missing. They found it. They had a very somber, moving ceremony, bringing his body to uh, a waiting vehicle to take it away from the Rio Grande. Uh, of course, uh, I, as I pointed out, I can't watch everything. I watched uh, fake news, uh, ABC News, Nightly News, David Muir. Never freaking mentioned it whatsoever. I was absolutely blown away, shocked that they didn't mention it. And uh, and this David Muir, if I ever see him, I'll punch him straight in his face. <laughs> yeah, you always I, I call swear him, to God. I know. I can't stand the guy either. You call him you, my boy boyfriend. all the time. That's right. Oh, God, I hate David him. Muir. I hate all of them. I hate Lester I will, Holt. I would, I would kick him in his teeth. Yeah, I can't I mean, stand how him. How dare he ignore yeah. this this story? Especially, he did a story about the border and, and, and ignored the fact that this soldier did what he did, body missing three days. And wouldn't and they had videotape of him bringing the body to the vehicle, and he wouldn't cover it. No. I mean, I'm really sickened by it. And uh, this uh, this uh, punk, uh, this smart ass Saki, she was asked about it as well because, of course, all these Biden uh, policies led to this soldier's death. She was asked about it, and typically she was condescending and snotty. Cut seven, Lou, please. Does the White House feel any responsibility for his death, given that there's reporting that? lost his life, allegedly trying to save two migrants who were smuggling drugs. Does the White House feel at all responsible? And what more can you offer to people who are on the border, in border communities, who are experiencing loss and, and trials like this? Well, I, I, of course, we are mourning the, the loss of his life, and we are grateful oh, for yeah, the work of every National Guardsman. I would no, note that the National Guard work for the states, and so he is an employee of the Texas, Texas National Guard, and his efforts and his operation were directed by there, not by the federal government oh. uh, in, this, in this effort, in this apparatus. Yeah. We've long stated that our immigration system is broken. Oh, so you broke it. What? It wasn't us. No, you broke he, it. He, he worked for Texas. Now, don't look at us. Right. No, it was just stupid right. policies that forced Texas to have to deploy National Guardsmen That's right. at the border. You piece of garbage. She kept saying, the way, she they, said last week five times that it's broken. It was not broken when President Trump was president. It has been broken since they took over. No, that's something that they say, so they have something to say. Right. Just lie and say it's broken. Well, the because... bigger question is, what are they going to do now? I understand that they're probably going to hold on to Title 42 because the Democrats, and by the way, Democrats, and you know this, Bernie, they are done with Biden. I mean, Liz Warren is out there saying this is a terrible country under Joe Biden. She's not the only one. Uh, almost every day, another Democrat, another big-name Democrat, comes up, comes out, I should say, and separates themselves from Joe Biden. So the bigger question is, what are they going to do? Well, this is part of the reason why I say last week was uh, such a good week for the country, because, yeah, Democrats turning on Biden, including Liz Warren yesterday on the fake news Sunday shows, 
but also this uh, Democrat uh, congressman Henry Cuellar. Uh, he he said he said this about the uh, the border, and you you mentioned Title uh, uh, excuse me, what is it Title uh, Forty Two Title Forty Two yeah. Title Forty Two has nothing to yeah, do with Jackie uh, Robinson, by the way. <laughs> that's right. A court came out yesterday and said that uh, no, you have to keep Title Forty Two, but the hearing for it is May thirteenth, and they were going to uh, revoke it on May twenty third. So we wait for May thirteenth to hear what the hearing says to see what the hearing says. But anyway, uh, regarding the border. This uh, Texas Democrat, a Latino. Can you say Latino, Sydney? Let me hear you say Latino. Latino. Not Latino. saying as good as you. You roll it good. You. Uh, I don't know how you do that. You're completely Irish. Where's this? Uh, where's the Spanish? Uh, you know the Spanish Armada. They washed up on the Irish shore. Oh, and, is that uh, what it was? Things happened. Yeah. You know, the Colleens were too right, irresistible sure. for right. these. Right. Manly Spaniards. Or you banged so a Puerto Rican chick like 25 years. Well, actually, you married 30 years. So you banged a Puerto Rican chick like 35 years ago. Now you can talk like you're Latino. Is that it? Bro, you know, the truth of the matter is I live with the Puerto Rican chick. Her name was uh, Juana. <laughs> and we, we call, I swear to God. What is this? Her name was Juana, yeah. and she had a kid. I was 18. She was 17. Really? We called her, we called her Juani. Uh, yeah, so I did. What you just said was actually true. I lived with her for about a year. <laughs> Uh, we, we played. We played house. She had food stamps. She was getting welfare, and I lived with her. It was a real low life, white trash situation. But that was my life. Either way, here is uh, Texas Democrat Henry Cuellar on the board of Texas Democrat. Cut nine, Lou, please. You and other Texas Democrats have shared your concerns with this White House. Are they listening? You know, we told them, but they said they're going to continue with title, uh, you know, lifting the title uh, 42. And but the thing is, yes, they're listening to the immigration activists. But my question is, who's listening to the men and women in green and in blue? And more importantly, who's listening to the border communities, the sheriffs, the landowners, the, uh, you know, the rest of the people that live on the border? So there you have it. I mean, you have like, uh, I believe f- about 40 uh, uh, House Democrats are saying uh, that, that Biden better get his border act straight because it's killing them. It's killing them and their prospects for reelection, which it's going to, it's just going to be a bloodbath uh, unless the Republicans snatch, uh, you know, snatch uh, defeat from the jaws of victory right now. You never, you can't put it past Republicans for screwing things up. Hopefully they won't. But, of course, the big news, as you and I spoke about last hour, uh, was Elon Musk buying Twitter. I mean, this is really, really terrific. It's going to make it a more more, more egalitarian place for discourse. Very good word. In other words, it's free speech. Yeah. Free speech, ladies and gentlemen. How could the Democrats possibly be against free speech? Well, they're not worried that you're going to say, as I said last week, that you're going to hear disinformation. They're worried that you're going to hear the truth. The truth, baby, the truth. You want to end it with an F? As opposed to a TH, I don't care. <laughs> the truth. We're going to hear the truth, yo. Uh, but the, either way, just to show you uh, how crazy, how sick, uh, out of their minds, almost like, uh, you know, November 2016 when Trump got elected, the Democrats are. Uh, cut for loop. Play the reaction from the fake news freaking out over Musk's purchase of Twitter. Elon Musk is the new power in the, at the social media giant, and he is foaming the runways for the return of the trolls. This is happening in the background of Elon Musk saying, basically, I want to buy Twitter so I can open it up and turn it into Gab and let Donald Trump back. So true. there are real consequences to allowing anybody to run these Internet sites and say whatever it is they want. And Elon Musk is 
the fox coming into the hen house. And it is shameful that Twitter, which has a fiduciary obligation, I would think, to protect people who actually use it, the millions of people who actually use it. Did they ask a single woman? A single woman. Was a single woman consulted? And this is it was a single person of color who just uses Twitter, oh, made the mistake up. of using oh, Twitter and needs it for their job. Please. Let's stop with that, please. So that's just a little right. bit of that. Right. Hey, listen, one of the things uh, that, uh, you know, I've been playing and I got it from a, 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 a website called the Libs of TikTok, Libs of TikTok. They really expose these people and the Twitter banned them. They're going to come back. But they, a lot of these stupid teachers with the nose rings and the green hair, they were actually admitting that they were grooming kids for sex and sexual, you know, to try to get them to switch their sex to validate their own existence, believe it or not. Lou, I'm going to switch it up here. Play Cut 36. This is one of the things that will now be allowed back on Twitter. By the way, it was a big kerfuffle last week. The woman who runs Libs of TikTok, She's a nice Jewish lady from Brooklyn. She got attacked by the Washington Post. They doxed her, gave out her address and all this stuff. But uh, she performed a wonderful service because she really did. And by the way, when they they talk about this uh, lady lives of TikTok, they never play what she was exposing. These are people, these are teachers in their own words. I mean, nobody, nobody, nobody doctored any of these tapes. These are teachers in their own words exposing uh, no pun intended. Just, just uh, really showing that what the, what they're doing, which is grooming kids, either for sex for their perverted reasons or for validating their own existence, trying to get kids to whack their wieners off, their breasts off, puberty blockers, et cetera, et cetera. Play cut thirty six. This is from Libs of TikTok. Cut thirty six, Lou. Kids as young as three and four are actually aware of their gender identity, even if they don't have the language for it. So very aware of who they like and who they don't like. Heterosexuality is pushed on our kids on a daily basis at a very young age. Media, through books, the first Disney movie that you saw. Say that pre-K through third grade are not ready for such topics is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia. Oh, stop. Very much ready for these topics and are way more accepting than adults when it comes to discussing these topics. And talk about gender, gender assumptions, pronouns, all the things. And it is child development appropriate and age appropriate. It's literally created as just another means to other queer people. Basically say that us existing All right, shut up. is I not. Enough. Who, who, so is there you go. who was that one? That, that's that? an actual grade school teacher. That's, oh, a, that's an elementary school teacher right. saying that I'm proud to yeah. teach my kids yeah. about, you know, uh, transsexuals or trannies and whatever the hell they call them. Right. And uh, so... Somebody anyway, call somebody call ACS this morning and have our kids taken away. I'm begging you, call absolutely. ACS, right? Absolutely, and this is what led to the uh, Parental Rights Act down in Florida, which Ron DeSantis, who is uh, a, a rock star, a superstar right now, but uh, Disney backed it because they were cowardly, uh, because Bob Iger went on with Chris Wallace and the, the, the current CEO Bob Chapek. He was like, "Well, you know what? I'm sorry, I didn't speak out soon enough." Well. Guess what? Because Disney is infusing their own programming with this uh, gender-bending uh, crap, this uh, mental disorder crap, shoving it down our kids' throats. They lost, I think, over $40 billion in the past couple of weeks. Oh, they got their it's, stock got hammered. Listen to Maria Bartiromo, Sydney, on just that. Cut 16, please, Lou. We're looking at Disney's stock this morning. It's down another 1% after losing $50 billion in market value in the month of March. This stock is falling out of bed. Good. How do you like that? Couldn't happen to better people. It really could. And the same thing uh, with uh, Netflix. This is Nora O'Donnell, Cut 17. Go ahead, Lou. 
The streaming service Netflix today reported a loss of 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter of the year. It is the first time in a decade that Netflix has reported a loss of insubscribers, and it set the company's stock plunging by 25% in after-hours trading. Well, you have to explain to the listening audience, we're aware of the whole Disney stuff, obviously, but why did Netflix take such a beating? Oh, because they're as woke as, as anybody can possibly get. Oh, yeah, get. but what, what's the big, like, in other words, Disney well, they, had they, that week. What came out that was uh, woke that bothered people on Netflix? It, it was just a, uh, you know, it was critical mass. I mean, they employ the Obamas. You right. go back to Linda Fairstein, the Manhattan prosecutor whose life they ruined yep. with lies about the Central Park Five. Yep, Ava DuVernay. And, yep. Yeah, that and a million other, uh, you know, all kinds of programming, which is totally woke, racist. Et cetera, et cetera. But Ozark is good. I like Ozark. That's good. <laughs> you know, listen, I watched uh, Peaky Blinders. I yeah, loved it. Great show. I mean, I would hate, almost hate to give up Netflix, but I'm going to. But, uh, yeah, that that, that and the, the Crown. I you're you're giving it the up? Crown. You're giving up Netflix? I don't know. I may. I may. I may. I may join. Uh, I've given up uh, Disney Plus. I may give up Netflix. CNN Plus as well. Uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, you're, you're, you're on... giving up CNN Plus? You had it? No, 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 no. Oh. Here's Joe Rogan just, just talking about, as we talked about last hour, right. CNN Plus, just trying to enumerate the fall of the woke programming these days. Cut 18, Lou, please. They spent $300 million. They got 10,000 subscribers. <laughs> Imagine the hubris of thinking that something that people don't want for free, that you're going to charge money for it. How about that? Yeah, I mean, the, the balls, in other words, the hubris. Okay, the $3 word Joe Rogan uh, learned. Yeah, the balls of uh, the, the, the charging people for something that they wouldn't even watch for free. Yeah. Hey, listen, Governor DeSantis, oh, I mentioned the superstar. He he stripped the Disney of their Vatican-like status in Florida. They're going to have to pay taxes just like any other corporation now. None of this self-governing crap. Cut 30, Lou, Governor DeSantis, can't hear enough of this guy. Please play it. We are not going to use your tax dollars to teach our kids to hate this country or to hate each other. We believe that every single student matters, every single student counts. We are not going to categorize you based on your race. We are not going to tell uh, some kindergartner that they're an oppressor based on their race and what may have happened 100 or 200 years ago. And we're not going to tell other kids that they're oppressed based on their race. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't succeed in this state. Everybody can succeed. Yeah. And uh, one last one, his uh, potential competitor in 2024, the man himself, President Trump, an Ohio rally over the weekend, he, uh, he he was terrific, fantastic. It was seen on Newsmax. But in this case, he trashes the old imbecile in chief. Uh, take a listen to Trump on Biden at the rally. Cut 32, Lou, please. Think of what they're doing. 48-day elections. We want one-day elections. 32, we 32. want paper back. Country's being destroyed. Our country's going to hell. We've never had anything like this. And we have a president right now, sadly, who has absolutely... No idea what the hell is happening. He's shaking hands with the air. He's walking around somewhat bewildered. I'd say it's no good and taking orders from the Easter Bunny. You saw that one? No, no, no. (laughs) That's funny. He did do that. Yeah, that was great. The Easter Bunny thing was the most hilarious thing. Oh, God. And, you know, believe it or not, I watched uh, Jimmy Kimmel that night. 
to see. I mean, it, 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 the, the optics alone, you didn't have to say a damn word. It was just so, that funny. Jimmy Kimmel never touched him. Of course. Never he said didn't. a word come about on. it. Come on. Never said a word about it. He, 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 he makes fun of Ron DeSantis twice a week now, Jimmy Kimmel. This, I, here's my main issue I don't want people to get caught up in Biden. Uh, that is my fear. Don't get caught up in Biden. We know what he is. He's corrupt. He's a he's a failure. He is uh, maybe at this point dementia ridden. Fine, but it's the Democrat Party. I don't want people making excuses for the Democrat Party based on Biden. Now, that's my big fear. Forget about Biden. It's the Democrat Party that needs to go above and beyond this president. Indeed, uh, and uh, listen. Let's face it. He's the leader of the party, so. I mean, you have to include him in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, he's the titular, uh, the titular head of the oh, party. I mean, he's got word. handlers, people yeah. running it. Yeah. But uh, he's the guy, and he's yeah. the guy who's caving to all these crazies, these radicals, who ruined our energy policy and uh, everything else: crime, inflation, the border, you name it. So I think you have to include Joe Biden when you, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's the, you know, he's the poster boy for Democrat incompetence and incoherence. Uh, so uh, either way, one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two is the number. We're going to speak to Bo Deedle. We're going to speak to a couple of other esteemed guests, Joe Takapina, among others, on the Bernie and Sid show. Keep it where it is, folks. Handling legal matters is stressful, so let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for twenty-five plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno call seven one eight four one eight five thousand or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Children drunk the lemonade And the morning lasted all day All day And through an open window came Like Sinatra in a younger day Pushing the town So it turns out the great Peter King, the esteemed congressman who will join us tomorrow, as he does every Wednesday, is a huge fan of Henry Cuellar. Just texted you and I, Bernie, said Henry Cuellar is a great guy. He has been targeted by AOC's people with millions of dollars in two primaries. Really solid guy. Talking about esteemed, three esteemed guests about to come your way, starting with Bo Deedle, who I saw yesterday and Bernie saw Sunday. Love him to death. Joe Tacopina, 805, and Daniel Nigro on the tragic death of Timothy Klein coming up at uh, 840. But you mentioned, Bernie, last segment, all the Ron DeSantis stuff, the anti-gay bill. Uh, don't say gay bill, I should say. And um, you talked about all the big things that happened last week. Well, you may remember about a week and a half ago, Congressman, not Peter King, out of Long, Long Island, Tom Swazi, reached out to me. I didn't reach out to him. He reached out to me. And he wanted to come on with you and I. And uh, we had a, a pretty good conversation. And at one point, you asked Tom Swazi this. 
I want to ask you about this uh, Florida law, the Parental Rights Act, which prohibits uh, teachers from talking sex, genitals, stuff like that, with kids, kindergarten to th- uh, third grade. Do you support that Parental Rights Act, or are you uh, of the Democrat I persuasion? I think it's a very reasonable law not to try and get kids in kindergarten to be talking about sex. I mean, that's very reasonable. And so I totally understand that. I wish it wouldn't become such a hot-button issue where people are just attacking each other. It's just common sense. I don't want some teacher talking to my kid at uh, you know, kindergarten or first grade about their sex parts. I mean, this just doesn't make sense. So we celebrated Tom Swazi for a very reasonable answer, called him a common-sense Democrat, all those good things. And and then, of course, a couple of his constituents came out and blasted him, a few senators and congressmen, and maybe somebody threatened to take money away from his campaign. I don't know. But it took Swazi all of about four days to come back and say what I said to Bernie and Sid was inartful, and he took it back. So I called him. Oh, yeah. No way. Oh, you didn't know this? I did not know this, no. No, I was off the grid last week. uh, So I call him. I call him. I go, hey, Tom. You know me, Bernie. I don't care. I go, hey, Tom, are you serious? He goes, Sid, I don't want these kids being bullied. I said, Tom, cut the crap, okay? Guess who got bullied his whole time at Poly Prep? A white, skinny Jewish kid, Sid Rosenberg. Guess who gets bullied every day on the Upper West Side? Gabriel Rosenberg. Guess what Sid and Gabe have in common? We're both not gay. Bullying is not exclusive to gay people. It has nothing to do with being gay, and you know it. It says, so you better it, it, come on the show tomorrow and fix it. You know what he said to me? Being, what, go ahead. He said, I can't. I'm going on with Len Berman. <laughs> and now that yeah, was well, the day. That was the day the ratings came out, and you and I last week, and you, you may not be aware of this either, but we ended up uh, number two in the city, had our best rating book ever, uh, approaching like a six, like in like crazy numbers in the demo, and he goes, I'm going on with Len Berman. And then I spent that whole morning kicking the crap out of him. So John Katsimatidis sat in for you on Friday, Bernie, and uh, John said, will you come on with me and Sid today? And Tom's response was, Sid spent all day yesterday beating the living shizzle out of me, maybe next week. And I said to John, no thanks. He had one shot as a Democrat. He said the right thing. He took it back. It goes to prove you just cannot trust Democrats. They're full of it. Full of it, spineless cowards. He caved to his radical left, just as Schmuck Schumer does, just as Joe Biden uh, does all the time, uh, Kathy Hochul does all the time. He's no different than any of the rest of the Democrats. And by the way, it has nothing to do with bullying. It it me it, it it's all about not talking sex. Teachers, strange teachers that you don't know, you don't know their history, you don't know anything about them. They wear nose rings, they wear green hair. And we don't want them talking sex to our kids. That's what it's all about. No sex, no nothing. Just the three R's, in fact, the four R's, reading, writing, arithmetic, and respect. That's all we want out of our teachers, not sex talk with the freaking six-year-old, for God's sakes. You should have stuck with that. uh, it's, it's, It's reasonable to me. And you would have done a lot better against Kathy Hochul. Now his his hopes uh, sink a bit, in my my estimation, because he has not carved himself out uh, that particular uh, niche where he says, "Yeah, the Parental Rights Act seems reasonable to me." I think that would have helped him in in the primary. And now he just committed suicide by saying it was inartful. Europe, 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 Europe. The P word that rhymes with wussy. I'll say. You're a piece of garbage. I'll say. Uh, uh, he's a pussy, and and he he had the opportunity to come on again and fix it. He didn't do it. He's not a bad guy. Again, I, I liked him. He was on with you and I twice. I met him at the Columbus Day Parade. Nice guy. Everybody likes him. Peter loves yes. him. John loves him. Nice guy. All oh, that's great. 
uh, but you're in the wrong game. If you want to be a, a politician and be governor, not some dopey congressman out there on Long Island, and have a big-time job, then you need to step up to the plate and to take that back. And, and you're upset that I'm be- beating you up? Of course I'm going to beat you up. That was cowardly. But these guys are the worst. They're, they're, they're wolves, wolves in sheep's clothing because they look, hey, look presentable, Tom Swazi. But yet it, he espouses the same position as the uh, the the you know the teacher with no, the no, nose ring. No, he doesn't. The AOC. No, he doesn't. That's what's pathetic about Tom because these other people, and, and I and I disagree with you here. They really believe in this stuff. He clearly doesn't. He's I know, worse. But, he, but he'll, he's he'll worse. do this. He'll do the same thing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's worse because he he's he's he fools you. He tricks you. Right. He tricks people. The, he tricks the electorate into to saying, "Well, he looks harmless enough. Let me vote for him." And so he's a phony in that regard, and that's why he's more dangerous than those people. Right, because it. you can look at those people and say, oh, my God, I'll never vote for that person. Right. But Tom Swazi, you might. Well, this is uh, the moral of the story, folks. Whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, whether you're Tom Swazi or Lee Zeldin, the last thing you want in this city, the last thing, is between the hours of 6 and 10 every morning for Sid Rosenberg and Bernie McGurk to have you in their crosshairs. Because <laughs> if they do, like Bernie just said... You just committed political suicide. Not that Swansea was going to win before, but who knows after the week that Hochul had a couple of weeks ago. But he's dead in the water right now. He is dead to us, and he should be for the rest of New York. Traffic and sports is coming up next right now. It's time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour every weekday afternoon at 4 o'clock after Rudy Giuliani here. Well, let's see. He talks about different things. So right now, Bo talks about kids being over-sexualized. We don't want our children sexualized. And it had nothing to do with not saying gay. It was we don't want them sexualized. We don't want anybody giving them sexualization from a heterosexual point of view, for a homosexual point of view, from a transgender point of view. Leave the sex discussions to the parents until children are old enough and mature enough to deal with them in school from teachers. And for the life of me and so many other people, we cannot understand why Disney, Walt Disney, the company that's supposed to be the brand of children, why they would raise such a stink over this. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. No, uh, back here on the Bernie and Sid Show, heard everywhere on that 77 WABCF simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, folks. News Talk 107.1 FM. Also on your smart TVs, your computers at WABCRadio.tv. And speaking of dream police, uh, this man, this individual, this human is uh, one hell of a, I, I, I can't overstate it enough, one hell of a, just, 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 a man walking on the earth who is just such a kind, kind individual, tough as nails, but really, really a heart of gold, big heart. He's an actor. He's an iconic New Yorker, former NYPD detective. He runs the Bo Deedle, uh, 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 private detective agency, and his name is Bo Deedle, and he joins us now. Good morning, Bo. Hey, good morning, my friend. How was your macaroni? 
My God, Bo Bo Deedle personally dropped off some personal. He he cooked it himself. Specialized yeah. sauce, pork sausage. He cooked it all himself. Noodles. The semolina bread was out of this world, Bo Deedle. I'm t- it's so nice. And not not only did I eat it twice, I'm on my third uh, my third serving today, three days in a row. So thank you so much. The thought, the th- the time, and the yeah. Yeah, the you time know, that you put you into know, I, to bringing it over and uh, the thoughtfulness is just off the charts, and uh, I'm moved by it, moved to tears, I, I got to tell you. Uh, come on, I love you like a son. You know that. I know you so many years. I love you. All I want you to do is one favor, get better. And my, all, all my prayers are for you, and you're going to get better. And I also I want to get to some really important stuff, Bernie. Not that you're not important. You're the most important. But there's one detective from uh, Yonkers who's listening to our to our, our radio show right now and his name his name he's a Yonkers PD detective and his name is Brian Menton now Brian Menton is real is a real one tough cop he was the one that was part of that federal state task force where uh, they hit that bodega there they were going to lock these guys up with guns and then all of a sudden he was 47 years old he was one week away from retirement, and this little punk, even though he knew they were cops, he shot him in the stomach, threw his sweatshirt, and shot uh, Detective uh, Bryant Menton in the stomach. And then all of a sudden, this creep was shot by an FBI agent. He, he put one in his head. Thank God he doesn't have to go before a jury and be released. He killed him right then and there. But here's the really unbelievable twist in this whole thing. <clears throat> Brian Menton's brother is James Menton. He's a New York City detective that was part of the task force. He's also partners with Mike Cerevolo's nephew. Uh, uh, now, Mike Cerevolo's ne- nephew, Nicky DiGuardio, that's his partner. He's a New York City detective. He was at the scene. He thought real quickly. What he did was he threw his brother into the police car, and he rushed him to Jacoby Hospital where he was saved. God knows what would have happened if they waited for an ambulance. Maybe that period of time would have been, you know, would have been devastating. But he rushed him to Jacoby Hospital. He's uh, my real two two brothers, twin brothers, uh, uh, James Menton, uh, and also his his brother, uh, Brian Menton, who's listening from the hospital now. We send our love to yes. him and his brother, and for a real quick, quick uh recovery brian you're one tough cop and your brother and uh, thank god for guys like this but this is a perfect example uh, uh bernie what's going on now you got this anti-gun unit in new york all of a sudden they're arresting all these people with guns and then they go to, to the arraignments and as fast as they're arraigned and we got to name some of these judges we what do we need these judges what we should do is we should end up firing these judges and just put a court there because mm-hmm. all they're doing is releasing them. This judge Savoy Papaluco, you can read their names in the post. Another big bird appointee, uh, Judge Phyllis Chu, another another creepy judge there, and the one from Brooklyn, Laura Johnson, all big bird uh, de Blasio appointees. Now, some of these cases fit under the guidelines where they can ask for bail, but none of these judges are setting bail on any one of these. So this is the problem. I've been saying this for months, and if you listen to the show, I've been talking about this for months. 
they have this federal task force we could use the FBI, DEA, and, and the ATF. And I've asked Mayor Eric Adams to please get involved. They work together with a joint task force of federal and state. And then they prosecute them federally. And they, they prosecute them federally, and they go to jail. And this is something that's been around for a, for a long time. And I don't understand why we're not doing it, because we can't get any results from the DAs and the judges in New York City. So what we have to do is we have to utilize this federal charges. What they do is they charge them with the gun. They charge them with the interstate flight. And called, we used to call it trigger lock. But we've got to do it. I told Mayor Eric Adams, please, let's stop putting these crumb buns away. We can't get any cooperation from these liberal DAs and these do-nothing judges. Let's charge them federally. Please. This is the answer. Agreed. Please. Yes. Uh, we yeah. agree with you. I want to ask you about uh, Klein. Bill O'Reilly, by the way, has been saying that for a long yeah, time. a long time. Uh, you were in Brooklyn yesterday at Michael's, and then you enjoyed a great roast beef sandwich, I know, at Mike Sullivan's place. But uh, you're only about uh, 15 minutes away from Bell Harbor, which is where Timothy Klein grew up. His father and mother still live there, Patrick and Diane, in uh, in Bell Harbor. Uh, he died on Sunday. You know, there's always been this, uh, maybe it's a misconception, maybe it's not, maybe it was way back when, that the cops and the firemen don't get along. They have their hockey game, their football game. But we talked earlier about Rivera and Mora getting killed and, and those funerals and now Klein's funeral on Friday. And Bernie was right. He made the analogy that they kind of died the same way, doing their heroic jobs. You were a great cop for a very long time, Bo Deedle. When somebody dies, a fireman dies, is it the same for you as a cop? Yes, and let me tell you something again. This Timothy Klein, I, I heard I heard a lot from our mutual friend there when I was having that roast beef sandwich there with Mike <laughs> Sullivan. Yeah. And his whole family, he's a real hero. His whole family were in the fire department. I believe they're from Breezy Point also. And this is the perfect example of a firefighter running into a fire. You know, a lot of cops say this, say that. After 9-11, a lot of people don't remember. I raised $350,000 for the Firefighters Museum on Hudson Street, 350000 That was when they were having that battle of the badges, bullcrap, right. when they were fighting the emergency service. I did that for one reason, to bring us together, because God knows there's a lot of cops who are firemen who have left the police department to come fire. We're, we're brothers. Firemen and cops are brothers, and that's the way it should be. There should be no kind of problems between I raised that money. It was just funny, and Nigro knows all about it when you get him on there. They would not allow me to speak at that at the, at the ceremony that I raised 350000 because some of the old-timers said, oh, he's a detective. No, I was not a detective. I was a man who cared about firefighters and cops equally, and that's a big nonsensical problem. That was many years ago, and I'm glad it's gone away. Right now, a dead firefighter is the same as a dead cop, and we love them all, and my heart goes out to the Timothy Klein family. Obviously, you know, I speak out for our, our, our officers that were killed also, our, our police officers. But, and again, we're all the same. Firefighters and cops are brothers, and it's not different when a fireman rages into a fire and, and, and tries to save someone's life and is killed, that's the same heroics as you coming up against a guy with a gun. So I really feel the same way about that. And uh, we got to yeah. diminish that, that crap. And I don't want to talk about any, any division. We're one. And you can ask Nigro about what I just told you. They would not allow me we'll to ask speak him. at the 
We'll ask him. He's coming up at 840. I promise we'll ask him. And we shall. Remember that lovely lady there? Lovely lady. Uh, Sola Gale. She was on the cheating side of town with that uh, Cucaracha handyman there. Oh, the illegal uh, immigrant, yes. Yeah, the illegal alien. And all of a sudden, it's now coming out that this punk, I'd like to punch him right in the face and beat him into the ground. I'll take the collar to beat him to, into the ground. If he doesn't survive, I don't care. David Bonella, mm-hmm. he had his own YouTube channel, all violent shooting, rapes, and murders, and all high-profile cases with stalkers. He was actually on YouTube with his new, this little punk. And did you see him when they brought him at the stakeout? He was yelling at one of the cops. I wish I locked him up. I used to carry brass knuckles. They would have been indented. He would have no nose, and he would go right to Elmhurst Hospital. Yeah. And that's it. This little punk. He's the epitome of how you want to beat a person to the ground. I'm sorry this violence and viciousness is coming out, but when I see his face with his smirk, he wants to be a cucaracha gardener handyman. Yeah, go mow my lawn, you little punk. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the story disappeared once we found out he was an illegal alien. Right. The story just completely disappeared. I mean, the narrative was, oh, oh shut up, forget about it, stop, stop. But, but here's Before the good that, news, Bernie. All over you, you can bring the story back today and make that point on Twitter with Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah, let's put it on. Let's put it on Twitter and let's do. Let's start using Twitter again. I'm going to start using it a lot. And and again, the Rockaways which I grew up in Ozone Park, the Rockaways is just loaded, breezy points all over the Rockaways with great American-Irish people that yep. are firemen and cops. Yep. And that's a very close-knit uh, community, and my heart goes out to them, especially with them losing this great hero. And all I can say is that he's, he was one tough firefighter, and we are hats go off. And again, our friend Brian... Why don't you guys say hi to Brian, because I know he's listening. Uh, Detective Brian Menton yeah. over there in Yonkin. Please you send go, Brian. You go, B. You, yeah. you and James. Brian and James. By the way, that was uh, my name was Brian growing up, and my brother was James. Uh, Brian and James Menton, you guys are wow. absolute heroes. We love you. Godspeed. And uh, we, we won't forget you. We'll bring you up again. We'll talk to you again. All the best to both you guys. And to prove Bernie's point, by the way, Bo, I think you know this, yeah. but his father... Still calls Bernie, Brian. <laughs> wow! Cool. Wow! When I when I when I heard just just think, guys, your brother, you're you hitting the place, and your brother's with you. You you know your brother's going to retire in a week. You got his back. All of a sudden, you hear a shot. You see yourself, your brother on the ground. He quickly thought, really, really quickly thought, uh, uh, you know, and he put him in the James put him in the car. He knows one thing: when someone's shot. What happens with a bullet wound like that? Everything inside, especially when you get shot in your stomach, all the poisons inside your intestines, everything goes around your body. If you don't get someone to the hospital fast, you, you that's why they die from gunshot yep. wounds. He thought quickly. Yep. He got his brother to the hospital, and now his brother is going to live, and he's going to be Good. okay. Good. Quick thinking. God bless both of the both of the brothers there, and uh, these are real heroes. Now we have to do it in New York. I plead to you. Eric Adams, John Mayer, I plead to you, let's use the federal authorities to put these scumbags away for a long, long time. And all you judges, read about these judges' names. You're a disgrace. You should just leave because you're not doing a damn thing but putting your fat butts in seats and, and eating lunch, and that's all you do. 
Get out of here. You got blood uh, on your hands. Uh, great job, Bo <laughs> It's an amazing appearance. Thank you, as always. That's what you get every Tuesday morning at 740 from Bo. Love we you, love Bo. you, too. And, uh, again, if you missed that picture yesterday, which Bernie pointed out very early on in today's program, it's uh, it's on all of our Instagram pages, at 77 WABC Radio, at It's Bernie and Sid, and my Instagram page as well, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney, the four of us standing outside of Michael's Restaurant yesterday filming the TV show Gravesend by William DeMeo. It is me, Chaz Palminteri, Vinny Pastore, and the great Bo Deedle. We'll take a short break. When we get back, one great man to another, famed defense attorney Joe Tacopina. And, yes, once again, a juror had to be removed because of Bernie and Sid. You've got the story coming up <laughs> next. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, Kurt. Fellow teacher to shoot your mouth off. See what I did there? <laughs> Kurt Cobain. I love this song. Smells like teen spirit. About to wrap up the second hour, which has been a phenomenal show. Bo Dito, great. Bernie and Sid back together. First time in eight days. And an action-packed 8 o'clock hour about to come your way with famed defense attorney Joe Tacopina, Lydia Reports, and the former FDNY Commissioner Daniel Nigro on the tragic death of Timothy Klein. All that about to come your way. It's hour three on a Tuesday of Bernie and Sid. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77. WABC. We're going to talk to former FDNY Commissioner Daniel Nigro coming up at 840 again about the tragic death of Timothy Klein, that funeral at McManus Funeral Home, which um, I know very, very well, Floppish Avenue, Avenue N in Brooklyn. There'll be a, fu- a, a viewing uh, tomorrow night. That'll be just for the firehouse and his family, his father, Patrick, a longtime firefighter, his mom, Diane, and his three sisters. Thursday, I believe, a public viewing and then 11 a.m. Friday morning mass, which I'll be at. And uh, Bell Harbor is basically shut down, folks. Even St. Francis, the school on 129, that is closed on Friday. So they are basically shutting down parts of uh, Breezy and the Rockaways. And out of respect to Timothy Klein, we will talk to Daniel Nigro again coming up at 840. I pass that house every day. Every day I go past his parents' house. In the last couple of days, there have been fire trucks parked outside the house. Very eerie, very eerie and very sad. But we'll uh, pay homage to Timothy coming up at 840. But right now... He is the most famous, and I mean this, no disrespect to Artie Idala or my beautiful wife, Danielle. He's the most famous defense attorney in the country. His list of famous people continue 
Uh, every day, every day, so another famous person signs up with this guy because he's the best in the business. He is our dear friend Joe Tacopino. Good morning, Joseph. Joey. Wow, what an interesting. Hey, guys. Hey, boys. How are you? Uh, it's good to have you so, back, JoJo. And uh, listen, before we get to some of your new famous clients and some, some of your opinions on some cases in the news today, you told us a story a couple of weeks ago when you had that trial, which I'm so happy you won the shaken baby trial, that one of the jurors, I believe, there had to be excused because he heard you talk about the Bernie and Sid show. If the details are not right, you can fix them. But it turns out you've got another case now in Newark, New Jersey, where, again, somebody stepped up and said, hey, I know you from the Bernie and Sid show, so if I'm right, that's now two consecutive trials where jurors had to be excused because of Bernie and Sid. Is that true? Bernie and Sid are making jury selection very difficult for me, I will tell you. <laughs> you guys, I mean, yeah. first of all, this last this last one was the best. I mean, we're in New Jersey in trial, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're wadeering, which means questioning uh, prospective jurors for qualifications and whether they have any biases or anything. And, and one juror, a guy named John Rodriguez from Rutherford, really nice guy, came on and said, listen, I know one of the attorneys, and Judge Bachman, who, by the way, this guy's the best judge I've ever been before. As fair as they come. In, in case, God forbid, any of you should ever be in a position where you need to be on trial, get Judge Bachman. That being said, this juror says, well, I, you know, I'm an avid listener to the Bernie and Sid. I, I religiously listen to those guys, and every week I hear the lawyer, Joe Tacopina, on. And I'm a big fan of his. I think he's going to get his client off because he's good. But I'm looking at him going, okay, buddy, you're an avid fan of Bernie and Sid and an avid fan of mine. Keep quiet. Stay on the jury. Enjoy. Tell me up. <laughs> no, but no, but he was great, oh, and he God. could not talk about you guys anymore. He was like, "No, it's the greatest." And then the judge got involved, and he was saying, "Well, what, what, what part do you like?" What he says, "Well, you know, he, he's funny with Bernie and Sid, and they've known each other, and it's, <laughs> it's comical and both inform- informative." And but so, of course, he got bounced from the jury. But Judge John Rodriguez <laughs> from Rutherford, a huge fan of you guys, because um, he made my jury selection a little more difficult. That's funny, Johnny. What's I up, love John? It. Love my it. man. Hey, listen, uh, Joe Tacopina, uh, you have a, a lot of uh, you know a lot of balls to juggle. Let's put it that way. And uh, mm-hmm. one of them is uh, this uh, January sixth uh, farce down there in Washington D.C. You're representing Kimberly Guilfoyle. Uh, what's the latest on that? Well, um, right now, uh, honestly, Bernie, things have gone as, as smoothly as, as, as can be hoped for. She was subpoenaed and testified on on you know in front of Congress. Um, we go to January sixth since last Monday. We were down in D.C. It was an in person sort of uh, deposition. It wasn't one of these virtual informal interviews. She she was there under oath for nine hours, answered questions. There were you know of course uh, Lowy Loff, Zoe Lofgren was there. Uh, Andrew Schiff, uh, Liz Cheney, you know the whole the whole crew. All the losers. That, <laughs> that 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 committee that is that's amazing. Um, and, and what was clear is that Kimberly or anyone else, including her fiance, uh, Donald Trump Jr., um, the former president, anyone, I mean, the information that came out was made it clear that they were there to support a rally to fight for a cause that they believed in, right or wrong, that they believed in, that the election was, was, was stolen from them. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. This country's backbone was, 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 was formed on, on peaceful protests and rallies. What happened once people got there? You know, it was certainly was not aided and abetted by anything that, that Kimberly did or Junior did. 
at the rally. And, and it was ridiculous. I mean, so that was nine hours of questioning. And by the way, she answered every single question. People but but Joe, saying, listen, the, 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 yeah. Joe, listen, the bigger picture, this is an unbelievable banana republic political persecution of innocent, clearly innocent people. Kimberly Guilfoyle, give me a freaking break. She's in, she's in some conspiracy with insurrection. I mean, this is really disgusting, gross stuff uh, that these no, people well, are, uh, right? I mean, come I mean, on. They, they, as far as the people who entered the uh, Capitol, you see the police wave them in, waving them all in. It's, it's like they wanted them to go in to interrupt the proceedings uh, for uh, certifying the election. It's like right. they wanted it. They, want to make Trump, they, they wanted to make Trump look bad. There's no question about it. I mean, even even the death of, of, of uh, Ashley Babbitt, if you look at that scenario, okay, I've spoken to her husband many times, and he's asked me to, to help him out in, in, in their potential case. And I've looked at that video many times. Something's wrong there. Because if you see there are three Capitol Police officers at that door, and they're blocking anyone from going in, they all put their hands to their head, to their ear, where their headset is. They're, they're speaking into their headset. And then simultaneously, they all leave. Yep. Okay? They walk away from the doors as if to say, we're done. We're not right, here. Right. We've been pulled off the doors. Yep. And that's when people started going in, yep. and that's when she got Very shot. similar to what happened. Things that it doesn't meet. Right. Very yeah, similar to what happened in Jeffrey Epstein's jail cell, just so you know. All of a sudden, they all left. No, and, uh, now, you know, now don't we're Don't tell me. Oh, no, no, no. Don't you tell me. Now we're doing crazy Tough guy talk. attorney. He, they killed him. <laughs> Oh, my God, you're no, insane. but forget about that. The, right. the, the bigger story than Kimberly Guilfoyle in D.C. with you, Joseph, the great defense attorney, the best in the business, Joe Tacopina, is the evolution of Joe Tacopina because I know <laughs> that I listened to a podcast with you, the Washington Redskins, Daniel Snyder, and you're on with these two other people. Commanders. And you're savaging the Democrats. You're savaging them. You used to sit in this studio with me and Bernard and yell about Donald Trump and yell about Republicans. What in God's name has happened to you? Well, you know, listen, I, I do tell you, I like to call it as I see it. I'm not a partisan guy one way or the other. But what I see now is despicable and it's disgusting. And, and you know, how, how the Democrats are now using their position, their power, <laughs> this and I say presidents with air bunnies around the word presidents, um, how, how that happens and what they're doing is, is honestly despicable. Um, you know, it, it really is. And it's not right. And this country's much worse off for it. And, and honestly, it, it's, uh, it, it's something that, um, you know, I can't stand. I just can't stand it. I'm calling it like I see it. And, yes, I'm, believe me, I thought there'd be a better chance of Godzilla conquering Manhattan than me talking to you the way I'm talking to you right now and me saying what I said on that radio last week. But it's true. But- um, but you're not, alone, you're not alone, Joe. You're not. You're yeah. not alone. You, no, I know. There are so many people experiencing this epiphany, this awakening. Uh, we, you're going to see it in November of 2022, but it's all over the place now. I mean, you can see and, and, and everything buddy, look from what the Congress is doing. Look what Congress is doing. They're wasting time on the Washington commanders. Uh, you know, that's that's uh, that's having a roundtable inquiry on a private company's issue with with sexual harassment in the workplace, which has already been vetted and investigated by the league. They've been fined. It's over. But yet there's a congressional roundtable where congressmen and congressmen were spending time and money, billions of dollars of taxpayer money on that. I mean, it's, it's, it's absolutely right. obscene. With all the stuff going on, all the Biden policy failures and all the things that are happening globally there, we're, we're in a situation where we're now listening to Congress talk about, you know, some guys saying, oh, they didn't pay taxes on their season ticket. Right. And, and he was a ticket salesman. He has nothing to do with no information. And it's, it's blatantly false and wrong. And Congress writes a letter to the FTC. And I don't want to get started with that. Cause that's <laughs> yeah. but meanwhile, me, meanwhile, you have tens of thousands of, of Americans dying from fentanyl poisoning. 
uh, because the the border being wide open, and these guys act like it's not happening. It doesn't exist. Nothing. Tens of thousands of Americans dying because of the Chinese and the Mexicans, and these guys are worried about the uh, Redskins commanders. I mean, give me a break. That's it's 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 exactly what I said on the radio show that day. I went I went off. I mean, it was, I was great. A little overly caffeinated, I think that morning. No, it was great. No, you were great. It was really it was it was it was it was disturbing. To me. It, really. it was great. Uh, self, uh, this is uh, the very famous defense attorney and, and a friend of forty two years, by the way, of mine, a longtime friend of Bernie as well, Joe Tacopina. So your list of famous clients, Joe, is like none other. I mean, I don't know them all: Foxy Brown, Leo, Meek Mill, Alex Rodriguez. I know I'm missing a ton of them. But uh, you added another big name. Tell uh, Bernie and the listening audience about this whole Rihanna situation. Oh, you're in court. You had to run out of court in Newark to fly to Los Angeles. And then what happens next? <laughs> so nothing happened, thank God, for her. Um, yeah, there was, you know, Rihanna's uh, engagers, uh boyfriend is, is ASAP Rocky. I didn't know that. ASAP Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, there she's pregnant with his child, so they're having a baby together. And, you know, on the way back from, from their trip, their vacation, apparently there were a lot of Los Angeles Police Department officers waiting for him at the airport, tarmac, um, and, and Rihanna was on the plane, obviously. And, you know, there was a, a, a hysteria because they detained and arrested him. Everyone was detained. And, you know, obviously Rihanna has nothing to do with the allegation of some, some shooting from last year. But there was a, a concern because she's pregnant, very pregnant, um, was detained. And, and there was some concern about what what was happening to her and, and why she was in this predicament and, and so on and so forth long story short is that's not the story the story is i was on you know and i told you this as it was happening because you and i had a, a meeting later that night and i had a cancel because i had to leave jury selection <laughs> to go find a plane to get me to los angeles within an hour um on the way to the airport thank god things things calmed down and and her legal issues were resolved so so i didn't have to go to la i was able to continue picking a jury but yeah that's is uh that's part of the crazy life I lead. And, and, well, yeah, look at you, man. It is. You are something else. Kimberly Guilfoyle to Riri and ASAP Rocky. Joe Tacopina on the Bernie and Sid Show. Joe, listen, the only reason, by the way, that uh, we're interested or, or e- even going to talk about uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is because it's televised. If it wasn't televised, we wouldn't be talking about it whatsoever. But the testimony was compelling. It was disgusting. It was disturbing. It w- it yeah. just exposed the, the the depravity of these uh, some of these Hollywood types. But anyway, what's going on? Why would Johnny Depp sue like he did, knowing that he would be countersued and everything that he did that was bad, what she did was bad as well. But everything that he did that was bad would be exposed, known to the public. Why would he do something like that? Yeah, I, he didn't get good counsel. I will tell you that he just didn't get good counsel because look. Uh, I think his point was this: like you, you never, you never sue unless you, especially, especially for defamation, because what you're saying when you sue for defamation is that your character was was damaged, right? Um, and and there was actual malice, and your character was damaged. But the problem is, if you have issues like Johnny Depp has in his background, it's you know that becomes um, fodder for for discussion, and it becomes open to the to the public when you're deciding whether or not there there was defamation. So he put himself in a position where. Some of those text messages that came out and are horrific. And look, I think a lot of it's him just blowing off steam. I don't think he was going to drown anyone and, and have sex with them while they were dead and all the things he said. No, those no, I don't know. Text messages. <laughs> but, 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 you know, here's, here's why he said I'll tell you the principle of why he did it. And I don't honestly don't blame him except it was a stupid move legally. What he did was he sued because his ex-wife 
Amber Heard wrote this big article in the Washington Post, you know, in this new Me Too movement era, painting herself out to be a complete victim of, of domestic abuse and making herself to be a victim and nothing more. The fact of the matter is, she was as involved in, in, in violence in that marriage That's as right. she was, if not more. Plus, she made duty the in the bed. One. She made She's duty the in the bed, Joseph. The, the, the only evidence that came out of that trial of any violence is her admitting that she hit him and punched him. That's the only evidence that came out of that trial. It was a surreptitiously recorded tape where she's admitted it. She didn't write that in the Washington Post article, of course. And I think that's what, what, what caused him to say, hey, you know what? You were horrific to me. And, and a lot of the recordings in that case were horrible. For both. First yeah. of all, here's the moral of this story. Hollywood actors should be, it should be illegal for them to marry each other. I totally that's agree. Right, right. And the bottom line that's is that usually line. in these court cases, you root for somebody and you can't root for either one of these people. So on the way out, Joseph, not only uh, are you the most successful defense attorney in the country, devastatingly handsome, the king of Brooklyn, sorry, Mike Sullivan, but Jeez. you own a very famous football team, which is soccer, in, uh, in Italy, in Europe, and you came on last yeah. week and said there may be a bloodbath. If my team loses oh, on Monday, hey everybody there, goes. <laughs> no, we, what are you talking about? I, don't, I, I, I have no recollection of what you just said. Did your team win yesterday? We pulled out a miraculous, a miraculous result yesterday. We had a 94-minute oh! goal. And, um, you know, so there's no bloodbath. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Bur- a, I think Bernie told me that. I have no idea. It was Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> like, lucky yeah, for them, Bernie, they pulled. Yes, yeah, so it was probably Bernie predicting that I was going to have a bloodbath <laughs> in that organization and everyone was going to get fired. But being that we had a great result yesterday, I wouldn't even consider doing that. So, so thank you very much. Right. By the way, were you at Michael's yesterday? I was. I was. They oh, love you there. I know, you're, you're, I know you've been going there yeah. your whole life. It's Gravesend. You're filming Gravesend at Michael's in Brooklyn. The be- by the way, for all you listeners out there, the best, hands down, Italian restaurant in New York City. Not in Brooklyn. Agreed. In New York City. Michael's of Brooklyn. Totally agree. Absolutely the best. And Agreed. it's so cool that you guys, DeMeo, you and DeMeo are doing some great things. I mean, really, what I love about Gravesend is that it's so authentic and so real. And the fact that you guys are at Michael's just, just shows <laughs> how amazing that show is. No, listen, we've been to uh, Michael's, we've been to The Garage, we've been to L&B Spumoni Gardens, all those great Brooklyn spots. We film scenes in all of those places. So well, one of these days, Joe, we got you on the show. I keep telling Willie, if he gets indicted or arrested, got to have Joe Tacopina represent him in real life and in the show. <laughs> hey, Joe, great as always. The show. I don't want to be a lawyer. No, I know. You want to kill somebody? Yeah, I want to whack someone on the show. Come on. Well, what was the Maybe movie? Be a lawyer who whacked Well, on. you know, it's funny. Uh, the movie Carlito's Way, Sean Penn played an attorney. Uh, you know, he was all coked up and drunk and stuff, and he actually killed somebody. Remember that? I do. Yeah. I do, absolutely. I, I would do that without the coked up, drunk up part. But, yeah, I would like to kill somebody in, in a show. In a show. Yeah. Could happen to, to keep hope alive. Joe Tacopina on the Bernie Incision. Joe, hey, listen, you're great, man. When I grow up, I want to be like you. God, you live some some kind of life, I got to tell you. But either way, Joe, we love you, the pieces. So uh, thanks for a great appearance here on the Bernie Incision show, and uh, we'll talk to you down the line. You guys are absolutely the best. Look who's talking, JoJo. Joe Tacopina, the great, of course, Tacopina, Siegel, and Diorio, great law firm. In, uh, in Manhattan, and a friend of ours for uh, over 40 years, Joe Tacopina. Got a lot more to do this hour, folks. We're going to talk to Lydia coming up next. Lydia reports, and then the former FDNY commissioner, Daniel Nigro, on this tragic death of Timothy Klein, who died in a house in Canarsie on Sunday. Still lots more to do. Tuesday edition of Bernie and Sid. 
This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Well, I am so thrilled to be talking to both of you once again. The boys are back in town, finally. Lydia. Finally. Oh, my God, I miss you guys so much. Uh, us too. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you so team much. right here. Tag team, number one show. So uh, yesterday, just before I get to my report, I didn't come in because I had like a stuffy nose. I was completely clogged up. I'm still a little clogged up. I had a low-grade fever. I was like, oh, my God, I've got COVID. I've got COVID. You know, because you just, you that oh, fear, because I've never had it before. I've never had COVID. So I said to myself, wow, look at me. I'm the one person at the end of the pandemic, two years in, I'm going to get COVID, feeling like crap. Got the rapid, came out negative, was waiting, waiting for the PCR, and the PCR came back negative. See, you, so you guess gotta, what, guys? You, you gotta people, stop that mindset. I had people this discussion. People still get colds. With, exactly. I had this discussion with Dr. Mark Siegel last week. People still get plenty of cold. You still get the flu. Stop with the COVID. Stop testing. Stop. Stop. I know. I was just so worried because I don't want to come into the station and, God forbid, like kill Judge Weinberg with my cold. You know, with with Corona or something. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of elderly people that are at the station. We, well, we, we got to stop. It's enough. If stop. It's, if it's COVID, pneumonia, cold, whatever, you're going to give it to them anyway. It doesn't so, matter uh, exactly. It doesn't matter, right? And, and for how many lives did we live? I, I, if God's good to me, I'll be 55 in April for 52 years. I went to work with a cold, with a flu. There were sick people. I didn't wear a mask in order by killing anybody. This whole mindset has to go away. It's got to go away. You, you oh my god! The, I used to the, go to the, work with like the stomach flu. I used to go to work with like a fever. Right. I was like, "Oh my god!" Now it's like, "Oh, I've got a ninety nine point five. I, I was, I was, but you know, you just don't want to be that one person that kills somebody else. You're not going to kill anybody. The virus, the virus is so weak. It's so weak. It's weak. The the general evolution of a virus is that it weakens itself so it can survive. It's more transmissible. But but highly less lethal, way less lethal I mean, than it than it was initially. You do realize that when you start to have those thoughts and you start to test yourself rapid, that you, the terrorists have won. You do realize that, know, right? That you're I feeding. Know, right? Well, stop doing it. Stop. You're I not going to kill anybody. You're not going to kill anybody. Just you may have a cold. You may have a virus. You may have the COVID. Either way, stop. You're feeding a sickness. I know. Well, thank God there's that you silver lining. You guys have been talking about it all morning, the Twitter. So the radical left, they're losing their mind. You saw, uh, what do you guys call him, Sean King? What is the name that you guys give Sean King? Uh, a Chinese Muslim. <laughs> I think he's actually the one guy we haven't nicknamed yet. We'll call him Trump. No, 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 no. Hold it, hold it. Chinese Muslim. Oh, Lydia got it. Oh, did you do that, Bernie? Lydia got it. Chinese. He's a Chinese. No, Muslim. I know, but but did you nickname him that? No, we don't have a nickname for no, Sean King. No, you nicknamed him something. I forgot I what remember. you called him. No. You called him something. Anyway, he's the white guy who pretends he's a black advocate. He's on Twitter. He's got over a million followers. He, he deleted he is his a, account. He's a horrible person. He deleted his account in protest of Elon Musk. So did Good. so many other radical lefts. He, he, he is Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the leader's account but, is not good enough. He should. Uh, here's Imus coming back from the grave. Get in your car. He, get he that car up to a, 90 miles per hour. Keep your foot on the gas and look for a brick wall near you. Try that. <laughs> <laughs> Take a listen to Mr. Potato Head. We all know who Mr. Potato Head is, right? Uh, John Kerry? No, no, that's uh, Frankenstein. Oh, you're talking about Stelter. Yes, Brian Stelter, CNN media critic. He claims he's a media critic, but all he does is bash the right. So he ponders this inane question. And uh, you can't see the video. I saw the video. But before I play it, the look on the people's faces when he ponders this question regarding Twitter is hilarious because they're all looking at him like, 
wow, you are really stupid, but listen to his question. <laughs> if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party? Or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I, am I crazy, Matt? <laughs> he's like, he's like why, who wouldn't want to go to a party with no rules and free speech? Yeah, I, I mean, would. he's a so-called journalist. I mean, what is wrong with him? Uh, plenty. He's a loser is what he is. He's afraid. He's afraid. They're not afraid. I said it before earlier. They're not afraid of people getting disinformation. They're afraid of people getting the truth. That's what they're afraid of. That's what he's afraid of. What he's talking about is, uh, you know, unfettered. People can start now using uh, racial epithets and stuff like that. They're going to have to figure out a way how to handle that. But either way, you err on the side of free speech, not on the side of censorship. That's the American way. That's the First Amendment. Get used to it. Elon Musk is the new uh, king in town as far as uh, free speech and uh, Twitter and social media and stuff like that goes. Get used to it, fatso, because that's the way it is. Is that guy, I mean, maybe, um, Sid, you have good fashion sense. Maybe you can, like, send him a text or something, DM him, because, like, his his uh, shirts are so tight, it looks like his neck's going to pop, and you see the roll of fat over the collar. Like, it was starting to get red. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm worried about him. Like, he, it looked like his head was going to explode. He has no neck. Give him uh, – you. no, but you do. You have really good fashion sense. I know it's radio. And people make fun of me, too, because I always come in, I try to dress nice, but I'm like, I want to present myself in a professional manner, and you always dress really well, too, so maybe you can give him some fashion tips. Well, thank you. And, of course, we are on TV, too. I know that we don't do it simultaneously. In fact, I'm looking at the adorable Gabby Lopez right now, who's back, thank God, yesterday. She is adorable. Adorable. She's so cute. Yeah, I mean, Chad, of so course, cute. is There's, like, cuteness her. emanating yes, from that yes. girl. But we are on TV at WABCradio.tv, WABCradio.tv, every day. So after the radio show is over, go back and watch it. And I did make note this morning. Morning uh, with Bernie Lydia, that Eric Salas and Danny and the whole crew, they do such an amazing job of putting up images and pictures and videos throughout the whole radio broadcast that it's worth going back and watching it on TV. So we are also on television, which uh, does add to the reason why uh, we dress so nicely on a daily occasion. But we're not in the movies like you. I saw that picture that you posted on Instagram with like. You know, Bo Deedle and Chaz Palminteri, and I'm just like, that, wow, Sid's a wise guy now. Yeah, Vinny Pastore, too, for a big pussy from the yes, Sopranos. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I appreciated your comment. I didn't know if I comment. could say that word on the radio. Yeah, you can. I, appreci I appreciated your comment yesterday. It was very, very nice. Hey, Sid, I'm very proud of you. And, again, they're showing that picture right now if you watch this on television after the radio show. So thank you for that, Lydia. That was very, very nice. Well, there you go. So Brian Stelter needs fashion tips. He's a moron. And you can still have a cold. So that's a summary of my report. And you can catch more of what I what what we talk about. Five o'clock tonight, cats at night. We'll likely have Professor Dershowitz on. We always discuss the biggest topics going on around the world, so around the block. And John loves Cats Matitis, loves that breaking news as well. And that's why stale old podcast i know everybody's old podcast podcast you listen to wabc radio and it's entertaining and informative so you get the both combination and of course it's up to date unlike any other podcast that was recorded you know days earlier so cats at night five o'clock you don't want to miss it lydia serrani on the bernie and sit show thank you lydia right now it is time for the 77 wabc clip of the day listen to Bo nerdly's rush hour every weekday afternoon at four after Rudy Giuliani here. Bo talks about Mayor Adams and no cash bail. 
There's nothing he can do to reduce crime. Really? Oh, that's simple. It's called put the criminals in jail and leave them there. Every liberal prosecutor almost in this country has been dealing with progressive reforms to bail or else progressive DAs in this country who refuse to do something very simple, and that is put criminals in jail, leave the criminals in jail instead of putting them out on the streets. That, believe it or not, putting criminals in jail, novel thing that, brilliant thing that, it actually works to keep crime down. We keep the criminals in jail. They're not free to roam the streets and criminalize. And if they don't criminalize, guess what happens? Then crime goes down. It's absolutely brilliant how that works. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Kind of a uh, gloomy day here looking outside of our beautiful studios on 3rd Avenue. And um, gloomy makes sense for our next conversation. Not because of the gentleman. We love this guy dearly. Devoted his life to the fire department and did a tremendous job as commissioner until he recently stepped away. He retired again after a brilliant career with the FDNY. I guess Laura Kavanaugh has that job now. And that is uh, Daniel Nigro back here on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. Daniel, I know you're retired now, but uh, I still go to you. Welcome back. How are you this morning? Oh, thanks, Sid. Uh, I'm doing okay. It's uh, another tough time for the fire department, though. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, I recently moved into the same neighborhood as uh, the Klein family. They live very close to my house, and I've noticed the fire trucks outside of their house since uh, Sunday, since Tim Klein was killed in that tragic fire in Brooklyn and I guess what makes it exponentially worse, Daniel, is the family. His father, Patrick, longtime firefighter, three uncles that are firefighters. So for somebody like you that ran that department for all those years, all those brave men and women, this is a whole family of clients that, divide, that devoted their lives to the FDNY. You know, that's so common in our department. As you know, my father before me was in the department. Um, we have many, many families like the Kleins. Um, to see them all, as all of our families, uh, when we suffer a loss, the sadness is just uh, uncomprehensible. Former NYFD Commissioner Daniel Nigro on the Bernie and Sid Show. Uh, Commissioner Nigro, uh, uh, tell us, please, how can the public help this family, this Klein family, out that, that, that's given so much over the years and now the ultimate sacrifice? How can we help? Well, there's a couple of ways. Certainly prayer, and, you know, we heard that from the captain of uh, Ladder 170 the other day, that uh, pray for the department and the family. Uh, there are many outlets. The FDNY Foundation uh, accepts donations. They start a fund immediately. Uh, Answer the Call, which has already committed $50,000 to this family. 
uh, the Silver Shield Foundation. Um, so uh, there are ways the public can contribute to the family, but uh, I, I would ask everyone to, uh, to to say a prayer for this family to bring them some sort of comfort to losing a, a 31-year-old just at the beginning of his career and the beginning of his life. Yeah, I don't really uh, know much about the specifics of the fire. I know it was a, a house in Canarsie. I know that uh, the floor above Tim collapsed. He was not the only firefighter hurt. He died, of course, but other firefighters were injured. And um, not that your guys or girls ever make mistakes, but in this case, he really did not. He was doing his job, uh, as far as I know, in his six years with the FDNY. He was about as picture-perfect as a fireman as there ever was. So I guess what I'm getting at here, Daniel, is the specifics. It didn't matter. There was no way this kid could have done something different to save his life, right? No, I think, you know, structural firefighting, interior structural firefighting, things can change in a, in a heartbeat. And they did, and you can tell in this moment, uh, firefighters were aggressively moving in to put the fire out. Suddenly, uh, the ceiling came down, probably uh, the temperature in the uh, in the area above reached a certain point, blew the ceiling down on them. Mm. Some of the members were able to get out through windows. We had some serious injuries, but not fatal. And and poor Tim was not able to get out. He was found with uh, a, a lot of debris on top of him and um, lost his life. Former commissioner of the NYFD, Daniel Nigro on the Bernie and Sid Show. Uh, Commissioner Nigro, what what uh, Timothy Klein did was no different, really, when you think about it, from what the uh, firefighters who perished at 9-11 did. He ran into a burning building. This is what they do all the time. This is the risk they take. I mean, it, it is just a, such, such a dangerous job, requires such courage. I think that's lost on a lot of people. Uh, sometimes people maybe put a little more... You know, a little more, they give a little more credit and props to, uh, the police as opposed to the firefighters. But really, it's, it really is the exact same thing. They run to danger. Yeah, I think, uh, legendary fire chief Croker more than a hundred years ago said that simply taking the oath of office is an act of bravery because every member knows that their job is dangerous and that what happened to Tim could happen to any of our members each and every day. And and when I was growing up, when my father went to work, you know, I, wor- I worried about him as a young boy, mm-hmm. um, as I'm sure all families do when their husbands, their sons, their brothers go off to work in our firehouses. Yeah, again, Timothy Klein killed on Sunday, survived by his father, Patrick, a longtime FDNY uh, firefighter, his mom, Diane, and his three lovely sisters, so we had uh, Bo Deedle on last hour, uh, Dan, and uh, I asked him this question. I know there was a time there, maybe before 9-11, when there was a serious rivalry between the cops, the Bernie's Point, and firemen. And uh, a lot of you guys did not get along. And I said, Bo, when a firefighter dies, is that a brother like a cop? Whether it's somebody getting shot in a Harlem apartment or running into a burning building, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, is that a brother to you? And he said, absolutely. He said, things have changed. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, those days are long gone. And I think all of our members realize that uh, police officers and firefighters are put themselves in harm's way for the public. That's what we're there for. And when one one department suffers a loss, the other department feels it deeply. And uh, they're there for us now. And we are there for them anytime they take a loss. 
Um, we might fight on the hockey ice or on the football field, right. but certainly, certainly that's it. You know, uh, Commissioner Nigro, uh, Timothy Klein actually was, was a friend of a firefighter who perished about six years ago. He actually spoke at the funeral, and I saw the videotape of it, and now six years later, I think it was people only two speaking. years. I think it was only two was years. Was it two ago. years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, now, and now people are speaking on his behalf, and uh, I mean, just the, the the tragedy is just. I mean, it's 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 unthinkable if you're a family member or even if you're the average citizen. I mean, it's just just so sad. It breaks the heart of any any decent New Yorker. I mean, can you tell us about his relationship with the uh, a fallen firefighter from a couple of years ago? You know, firefighter Pollard who lost his life. Um, from the same company, Ladder 170, lost his life on the Belt Parkway. Again, another fire department family. His father was on the department. His brother served as a firefighter. Um, tragic loss. They were good friends. They came on the department together. And uh, Timmy spoke eloquently at that funeral. And now, unfortunately, some other member of Ladder 170 will have to do the same thing. And... Uh, it will be a terribly sad morning. It He'll will get be a great send off, yeah. but it uh, it will be terribly sad. Yeah, I, I uh, listen. I'll never forget. I went to the funeral for Jason Rivera, one of the two cops who were gunned down by that animal in Harlem. And uh, actually, uh, your friend and mine, Daniel Joe Esposito, got me into that funeral. And uh, I was, um, well, I was really moved by the amount of cops that lined the streets here by St. Patrick's Cathedral. And by the amount of people that really were just overwhelmed by this. And I think we're going to be in store for that on Flappish Avenue and Avenue and on Friday, Wednesday and Thursday. I could tell you that in my neighborhood, they're shutting down schools, literally. Uh, they're shutting down other institutions. So, um, for what it's worth, and it ain't worth much. We know that. But for what it's worth, I do believe that uh, Brooklyn and New York in general will give uh, Timothy Klein the send off he deserves come Friday. Oh, they certainly will. And, you know, every member of the department that's not working uh, will be there uh, in uniform. And uh, we will all be there for the family and for the members of his his company and do what we always do. Um, They will be part of the fire department family for the rest of their lives and will ensure that they're taken care of. And uh, we urging uh, Commissioner Nigro, members of the public, to come out and pay tribute and homage to uh, Timothy Klein? Certainly. It really shows the family um, that the public cares. This is, um, geez, this is uh, four. We've had four deaths in six months now in the wow. fire department. Mm. It's been a tough period. Uh, Laura took over two months ago, Laura Cavanaugh, and uh, her first day. February 17th, Jesse Gerhard died, and here's our second uh, uh, line of duty death. It is, uh, it's a gut punch for everyone in the department. Well, we want to thank you for coming on on this very emotional day today, Daniel. Uh, again, you devoted your whole life to it and uh, did such a great job as commissioner just until a couple of months ago when Laura took over. So thank you for hopping on once again with me and Bernie on this uh, sad morning and I look forward to seeing you uh, at the Mass on Friday. Thank you so much. God bless, okay. Commissioner Nigro. Thank you both for your support of the department. You're you're great, and we appreciate it. You got it. Uh, Daniel Nigro, former FDNY commissioner, right here on Bernie and Sid. And again, uh, there's a, I believe it's private, the viewing on Wednesday night.
at McManus Funeral Home on Flatbush Avenue and Avenue End, just for the firehouse burning, the 170 and the family. But I think Thursday is open to the public. I think it's a 2 to 5 viewing and a 5 to 7, something like that. And then, of course, the mass will be 11 a.m. Friday. And much like Joe Esposito helped me out with the cops, Phil Hughes is going to help me out come Friday with this specific mass in Brooklyn. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. We'll take a short break. More of Bernie and Sid on this Tuesday morning. Prayers for the Klein family right here on Bernie and Sid. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. show bernie and sid back together for the first time in eight days bo deedle was great so was joseph takapina and uh, daniel nigro and you know it's funny i i watch the news now and uh bill ritter you know i'll never forget uh bill ritter and i having this little twitter fight years ago when bernie and i we were probably still doing middays before mornings and then we won this uh, very coveted award me and bernie we won the morning show of the year in new york city and I went to the, the luncheon that day to accept the award with Craig Schwab and a host of others. And the first person I see at this awards breakfast, I swear to God, Bill Ritter. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm getting an award. I'm like, well, so am I. And we started talking about this uh, Twitter rip we had, and it was one big bromance, hugging, kissing, the whole deal, you know. And um, you know, I hate him again. I just, I hate him. I, I just, I, you know, and then he, he go, they go on the news and they, 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 they cry and they're upset about firefighters and cops. And, you know, these are the same people that vote for people that want to defund police, that hate police, that don't care if you spit on a cop, if you punch a cop, a cop across the face. That's Bill Ritter. I, I'm sorry. All those folks you watch on the news and they do these news reports and they're, they're Timothy Klein, they're going to be out there on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and they're going to be crying and all that nonsense. And they just don't care. They just don't care Hypocrites. because if they Hypocrites. care, they wouldn't vote for these people. You're absolutely right, Sydney. Total, complete callous hypocrites is what they are phonies and we see through them we see through these mutts uh listen i'm going to repeat the what i said this morning about the texas national guard soldier that was killed i mean that was a big deal his body was missing for three days he did the ultimate sacrifice he jumped into a river to save two illegal aliens who were drowning turns out the illegal aliens were drug narco traffickers People bringing fentanyl into this country, killing Americans. Hmm. Either way, he didn't know that. He went in. They found his body after three days. They had a very, very moving ceremony to bring him to uh, the vehicle that was going to take him away from the Rio Grande River. It was it was, it was, was so moving. And then I'm watching uh, ABC News last night and David Muir. Yes, your boyfriend. <laughs> and, your uh, guy. Uh, this creep, he does a story <laughs> on, the, on the border. Yeah. And they completely ignore... The Texas National Guard soldier. Uh-huh. These, 
I mean, it was. I, I, I was. I was blown away. No, you I were was not. Flabbergasted. No, you weren't. You, I you, swear you, to no, God, I was. Pre- that's predictable, Bernie. How could you be blown away? Of course, they weren't going to do it. Not predictable in this particular case. I was sure that they were going nope, to mention it nope. and show that moment when they brought his body to the vehicle. No, they don't care. And they didn't do it. They don't care. They did not do they, it because. You, it, you know who's copying you now, just so you know, John Katsimatidis, because uh, last week when you were out, I did two solo shows, and uh, John stepped in to help me out with two of the shows, and uh, he does your thing now. He goes, your boy, your girl, your guy, and of uh-huh. course, he, he picks somebody that I can't stand, like David Muir, so you're rubbing right. off on other folks around the station, Bernie, just so you know. I like what I hear. I like what I hear. I'm a little influence there. Your boy, but either way, if I, ever see, if I ever see your boyfriend, David Muir, I'm going to punch him straight in the face. And then because he's your boyfriend, yeah. well, I wouldn't punch you in the face, but uh, I would warn you. <laughs> I can't stand him. You know I can't stand him. In fact, I, I only dislike people. His reporters on that show are even worse. But I can't watch any of those 630 telecasts. I can't do it. And I can't even watch Fox News at that time because Brett Baer is on, and he, like, makes love to Harold Ford Jr. So I got, <laughs> yeah. nope, I got to wait till 7 o'clock for Jesse Waters and Greg Kelly to get some real news Listen, on, uh, on what's going on. Your evolution has been spectacular, amazing, really, <laughs> when you think about it. I mean, you used to be a devotee of the 630 uh, cast. And truth yes. be told, yes. I, I, you want to know the truth? The only reason I watched that 630 broadcast, I actually taped it so I could watch it a little bit later because it wasn't available at 630. But I watched it just to see if they would mention this uh, Texas National Guard soldier. By the way, he was a black kid. He looked resplendent in his uniform. Yeah. It was so sad, so tragic. This young, you know, African American that they purport to care about mm-hmm. losing his life in such an altruistic way and then to ignore it completely. I mean, I, I honestly, they, I, they've sunk to a, 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 a low, a, as low a depth as I could imagine they would ever sink to. Really, really gross, disgusting. And my guess is that NBC and CBS ignored it similarly. Because uh, oh, for I mean, sure. for why sure. wouldn't they? Yeah, because sure. they, they're just, yeah. just as just as you know as uh, as woke as uh, and, and and just callous as the rest of it, these it, uh, liberal uh, losers. It's the same telecast, whether it's David Muir, Lester Holt, or Nora O'Donnell. It's the same exact telecast, and uh, for sure, they definitely did not mention it. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Three great hours. Still one more to go on this epic Tuesday edition of the number one rated news talk show in New York City. We are Bernie and Sid. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We are New York. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77.
back here in the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Simulcast out on Eastern Long Island, News Talk 107.1 FM. And, uh, yes, we've talked about a lot of sad things. A lot of sad things. Timothy Klein, Bishop Evans, the Texas National Guard soldier. But, uh, you know, the huge news, of course, is this. Uh, we're taking back, uh, well, this is the first step towards, uh, you know, walking back tyranny. The tyranny we've been experiencing here in the United States, which has been disgusting. Uh, one of the worst egregious examples was the censorship of, uh, of course, all that laptop from hell stuff, which result, which essentially rigged the election. It got us an imbecile for president and uh, into the situation where we have runaway inflation, crime, and the wars, you know, nuclear wars on the horizon, all this stuff. So uh, that was that. Now you have Elon Musk. He took over uh, a Twitter, of course, yesterday. He bought it for whatever it was, $44 billion. I think he used about $22 or $23 billion of his own. The rest is loans. The shares are now $54 per share, give or take uh, $0.25, And that's a lot lot higher than what they were worth, which is why that the board had to sell it to them because they had a what they call a fiduciary obligation, the term of the week. In other words, they had to do it. It wasn't legal. But but it was uh, they would subject them, themselves to civil uh, suits. The shareholders would say, "Hey, you had a great offer. I could have profited from this offer, and you turned it down. What did you do?" So they would have lost those lawsuits. So they so essentially, Elon Musk forced their hand. And of course, uh, regarding the free speech, here Elon Musk. Just listen to this guy. Remember, he used to be a darling of the left. Owns an electric car company. And uh, I mean, to them, that was, that he was he was just a hero. He's the richest man on earth. And uh, as Sid pointed out earlier, reminded me, of course, uh, Elon Musk was is is singularly responsible for the coverage that we watch now of the Ukraine war because he put up a satellite. This guy actually put up a satellite to keep Wi-Fi alive in the Ukraine, which is why we see all these images of uh, you know dead bodies, massacres, et cetera, et cetera. We know the extent of the carnage that uh, Vladimir Putin is, uh, is is taking on the Ukrainian people. Anyway, though, here is Elon Musk talking about free speech and Twitter before the deal went through. Take a listen. A good sign as to whether so- there is free speech is, uh, is, is someone you don't like allowed to say something you don't like. And if that is the case, then we have free speech. And it's, it's damn annoying when someone you don't like says something you don't like. That is a sign of a healthy, functioning, uh, free speech situation. Absolutely right. By the way, uh, the most famous African-American in the nation right now, Elon Musk, uh, and and it's historic. You have an African-American owning Twitter. By the way, he's going to now have access to all these these biased algorithms. He's going to expose just how, how, how corrupt those algorithms are and were. Uh, when he gets in there, he's, he's, it's, it's un- unbelievable what he's going to be able to do to expose these creeps, these losers. Now, uh, also, well, let me just I, say I, one thing, though. You draw the line with the Taliban. Again, free speech. It's somebody you don't want to hear. It says somebody you don't want to hear. 
And it's ridiculous that Donald Trump has been banned and, and now he'll have the opportunity to come back. He may not because he has his own little company and his own little social media deal. But I think he eventually will, too. Dave Portnoy will be back now. But uh, we've heard about the Taliban and all these really vicious terrorist killers on Twitter. Uh, do they deserve a chance to? Because I don't think so. I think you got to draw the line somewhere. Uh, no, they're going to have their... They're going to have the ability to express themselves as well. It's going to be a free-for-all. That's what it is. This is a, an open uh, exchange of ideas on the marketplace. and they, they can say something, and you can say something back. That's just the way it is. That's the way it has to be. And if there's a gray area, wherever, you know, if the uh, truth is, you know, in question or whatever, yeah. he says err on the side of allowing it to be published. Uh, so that's just the way it is. It's the wild, wild west. It's truth. It's free speech. It's the way it should be, the way it always has been. That's what the First Amendment is. I mean, I mentioned this earlier this morning, back in the 80s, in Skokie, Illinois, I believe it was. You it had was. The Nazis marching, yep. Yep. and the ACLU, of all people, uh, defended their right to march because that's what that's it's. You know, the First Amendment is designed to protect speech that you don't like, not necessarily speech that you like, but speech that you don't like. So, yes. But, is there, going a, to but is there a difference between speech you don't like and speech that's dangerous? Well, yes. Now that they're, they're going to have to admit it, they're going to have to work on that, and also, uh, you know, out and out, uh, you know, anti-Semitism, uh, you know, right. using using the N word, right. to, to, to the cows come home. ISIS has, been on, ISIS has been on Twitter trying to recruit people to kill Americans. I mean, you can't let that go. I'm sorry. Exactly, I, exactly. They're going to have to work that out. Okay. Right? I, okay. I don't have all the answers, but yeah, no, they're going to have to work that out. Does he own uh, it this morning? Is he already the owner yes, of Twitter? Yep, he is. Yep, okay. He is the owner this morning. Right now, he certainly okay. is. Yep. And, and these people are crazy. They're crazy. I can play you clips of. Uh, the fake news, uh, you know, losing their minds. Apoplectic, I think, is the word of the day. Uh, this is almost uh, similar to uh, the November of 20, uh, 2016, excuse me, when Donald Trump won the election then. That's how uh, that's how dejected and demoralized these uh, woke tards are this morning. But uh, speaking of also, the, I mentioned the, uh, you know, Bishop Evans, the Texas National Guard soldier, uh, dead trying to rescue uh, two illegal aliens who turned out to be drug dealers. People bringing in fentanyl to poison Americans. Anyway, uh, uh, this uh, smart-ass uh, punk, Saki, she was actually asked about Biden's responsibility. Cut seven. Please play it, Lou. Does the White House feel any responsibility for his death, given that there's reporting that he lost his life, allegedly trying to save two migrants who were smuggling drugs. Does the White House feel at all responsible? And what more can you offer to people who are on the border, in border communities, who are experiencing loss and, and trials like this? Well, I, I, of course, we are mourning the, the loss of his life, and we are grateful for doesn't sound the like work it. of every <laughs> National Guardsman. I would note that the National Guard work for the states, and so he is an employee of the Texas, Texas oh. National Guard, and his efforts and his operation were directed by there, not by the federal government. Oh, uh, in this in this effort, in this apparatus, no. we've long stated that our immigration system is broken. You jerk, low-life piece of garbage. Are you kidding me? It's... Uh, the Biden policies that resulted in the Texas governor having to deploy Texas National Guard soldiers at the border at the Rio Grande. I mean, this woman really, really makes me. She probably makes me more sick than Joe Biden. I, I got to tell you, oh, yeah, more than does. maybe, more than maybe Elon Omar. I got to tell you, oh, it's no, just no, so, no, no, so no, bad. No, I wouldn't go that far. No, no, no. no I, that I would far. stop at Omar and Talib, but certainly she makes me sicker than Biden. And that does beg the question: with all these Democrats now coming out, Bernie. 
and uh, just savaging Joe Biden and this administration, the latest, of course, Pocahontas, Liz Warren on Sunday. Are people going to say, well, hold on a second here, even the Democrats are coming after him, or are people going to say, hold on a second, Liz Warren ran against him in the primary a couple of years ago. She just wants to be president one day, so if it means, you know, calling out Joe Biden, she'll do anything to gain that position. That doesn't mean he's all that bad. Which one is it? Uh, well, it's, a, it's actually a combination. The rats are jumping off the ship big time. You have about 40 uh, House Democrats who do not want this Title 42 to expire. They're running away from Joe Biden. By the way, the uh, judge did come out and say that uh, he is not uh, allowed to let it expire, so it will be in place for a little while more. Well, yes, uh, and the judge came out yesterday, but there's a hearing on that on May 13th. It doesn't expire until May 23rd, so we wait for the hearing on May 13th to see what the results from that. And uh, so it may still be, the deadline may still be May 23rd, but May 13th is the next date to look for. A witness, this Texas Democrat, his name is Henry Cuellar, a Latino, and you say it well, say Latino, uh, Sydney, say it. Uh, Latino, 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 Henry Cuellar, he's against all this. You are so uh, sexy when you do it like that. He's against all this uh, (laughs) Biden border crap. He's a Democrat, and he's Latino, cut nine, Lou, please. You and other Texas Democrats have shared your concerns with this White House. Are they listening? You know, we told them, but they said they're going to continue with title, uh, you know, lifting the title uh, 42. And but the thing is, yes, they're listening to the immigration activists. But my question is, who's listening to the men and women in green and in blue? And more importantly, who's listening to the border communities, the sheriffs, the landowners, the, uh, you know, the rest of the people that live on the border? There you have it. Henry Cuellar. The Latinos and the blacks, man, they hate this woke crap. They hate it with, with a passion. Hey, listen, I mentioned last week was a great week for, you know, our side, the culture wars, especially, you know, Disney, Netflix, CNN+, Plus, plus the mask mandate, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Listen to this combination. Play 16, 17, and 18 back-to-back. You have Maria Bartiromo on Disney, Nora O'Donnell on Netflix, and Joe Rogan on CNN+. Plus. Back-to-back, Lou, 16, 17, and 18. We're looking at Disney's stock this morning. It's down another 1% after losing $50 billion in market value in the month of March. This stock is falling out of bed. The streaming service Netflix today reported a loss of 200,000 subscribers in the first quarter of the year. It is the first time in a decade that Netflix has reported a loss of in-subscribers, and it set the company's stock plunging by 25% in after-hours trading. They spent $300 million. They got 10,000 subscribers. Imagine the hubris of thinking that something that people don't want for free, that you're going to charge money for it. That last one was Joe Rogan on CNN+. Plus. Hey, go woke, go broke. It doesn't apply more now. It applies more now than ever. Go woke, go broke. We're seeing it right in front of our eyes. Of course, the Disney thing with uh, Ron DeSantis was uh, a brilliant example, taking away their uh, Disney's Vatican-like status in the state of Florida, taking away all these tax breaks. Di- you know, as Bartiromo pointed out, I believe she said the figure was uh, like forty-one billion dollars they've lost. Fifty, and then uh, she said fifty. Fifty billion, yes. Okay, yeah, there you go. So, and they're infusing uh, this uh, gender tranny uh, nonsense garbage, Gross. which is a mental disorder, into 
They're programming for little kids. Yep. So people should run away from Disney, run the hell away I from mean, it. I think Ted Cruz said uh, last week, we're just moments away from Mickey banging Goofy. And I got uh, an issue with that. <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious, bro. That's hilarious I, right I, I mean, come on. What the hell's going on here? And, uh, again, Ron DeSantis, uh, I mean, this guy, you know, him and Donald Trump, they're the, the two the two guys for 2024, he said this about using tax dollars in Florida for nefarious purposes. Cut 30, Lou, please. We are not going to use your tax dollars to teach our kids to hate this country or to hate each other. Yeah. We believe that every single student matters. Every single student counts. We are not going to categorize you based on your race. We are not going to tell uh, some kindergartner that they're an oppressor based on their race and what may have happened 100 or 200 years ago. And we're not going to tell other kids that they're oppressed based on their race. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't succeed in this state. Everybody can succeed. Let me tell you, based on what he just said, and I have this from personal experience from my own son who gets bullied at school, uh, they are creating they are creating a, a legion of racists, uh, little kids that otherwise would have no idea, little kids who otherwise would have no idea, but they hear stuff at home, they watch stuff on television, their friends talk about it, and, and now my son deals with this crap every single day in school. And I'm telling you, if not for the left, if not for the Democrats, these kids, they're good kids. They would have no idea about You're this. Right. And they, they yeah. are creating a, a, a really a, a whole generation of racists and hate amongst kids who just want to play basketball with their friends. And he said it very articulately. It's called grooming is what they're doing. Uh, in, in this case, in, on critical race theory, Grooming can take many forms. Another form is sexual grooming, which is what prompted, really, the Parental Rights Act down in Florida that DeSantis signed that got all this Disney stuff going. It's these freaks with nose rings and green hair telling kids that, hey, it's okay to be a girl. You can be a girl if you want to be a girl. And if you don't want to be a girl, if you want to be a boy, you can be a boy. So, But but it really happened, see, because they actually posted these comments to a site called Libs of TikTok, which, by the way, Twitter banned about a week or two ago, which is where I got all of these uh, examples of these teachers, actual elementary school teachers, saying this on TikTok brazenly, like there would be no repercussions for it whatsoever. Consider this one, Cut 36. Again, a nose ring, green hair, just the freakiest-looking uh, creep trying to, uh, to to put poison into your kids' heads. And separate you them, by the way, from their parents. That's what grooming is all about. Cut 36, please, Lou. Kids as young as three and four are actually aware of their gender identity, even if they don't have the language for it. So very aware of who they like and who they don't like. Heterosexuality is pushed on our kids on a daily basis at a very young age. Media, through books. The first Disney movie that you saw say that pre-K through third grade are not ready for such topics is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia. I mean, very much ready for these topics and are way more accepting than adults when it comes to discussing these topics and talk about gender, gender assumptions, pronouns, all the things. And it is child. All right, I'm sick of this kid. So you, you, what you understand? Douchebag. So douchebag. This was really happening. Oh, I know. It's not, it's not a don't say gay bill. It really had nothing to do with gays. It was more about the trans, the transsexual of mental course. disorder people. Of and this of kid trying to validate himself by persuading kids in his classroom to do what he did to ruin his life. Well, By the way, most of the kids that have these transitions, 
as kids, they regret it. Of the majority they, go on to regret it or commit well, suicide. Well, they kill themselves, right? And I will tell you that the people on the left, the woke people, they would savage you for describing this person as a freak because they have green hair or they have earrings. Hey, let people Bring be it. who they want to be. Maybe they think you look weird, Bernard. Maybe they think you, Sid, with your Joe Abu jacket looks weird every day. Let them be. Stop judging everybody. Yeah, that's the problem. You know that's what they would say. I agree with you, but that's what they would say. I'm not in the classroom trying to persuade kids, trying to poison kids. I don't kids, care where you to, are. You trying can't to give, propagandize you, you, kids. You can't give me any setting where a person who looks like that Looks okay. I'm sorry. I happen to agree with you. You can't, what, they look okay like that in a boardroom, in a meeting, in a doctor's office? Where? So far as I'm concerned, they can do whatever they want. But when they start talking to kids, that raises my ire, and therefore I attack the way I just did. If they didn't say anything, if they weren't trying to uh, ruin kids' lives, I would step back and say, go ahead, do whatever you want. But uh, that's not the case. I think I'm losing my voice right now, Sydney. one 800 848 Beat Bernie is coming up. We have uh, we have more show to come. Keep it where it is. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Wonderwall, one of my favorite groups, Oasis So I am um, I'm addicted to a show that I used to blast with Bernie just a couple of years ago And that is American Idol So, of course, I love the original with Simon Cowell, Randy Jackson, and... Um, Who's the girl? She was the cheerleader for the Lakers. Paul Abdul. Right, exactly. And then um, they went off the air, and they brought the this uh, trio together. I don't know how many years after the originals. And it's Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan, and um, uh, who's the girl again? Uh, God, Katy Perry. Thank you. And uh, and I can't get enough of her, by the way. And I hated them a couple of years ago, and now I can't stop watching the show. I can't stop. So uh, we're down to like the last nine or ten, I guess. I don't know. I want to punch Ryan Seacrest across the face too. He's a little mother effer, and. Um, so this kid, Fritz, he's pretty good, Bernie. He's a pretty good singer. But he's got that high voice. He sounds like that singer, Bay, the Australian kid who won a couple of Grammys a couple of years of ago. Course. So he does Wonderwall last night. And you know how much I love Oasis. I love them all. Champagne Supernova, Wonderwall, all of them. And he does Wonderwall, and it was the worst edition I've ever heard. My wife is laying in bed yelling and screaming how great it is. He got a standing ovation from all three judges. And I'm like, this is awful. And I loved the kid before. And I guess he made it through. You have some of this uh, Fritz Wonderwall yeah. Luke. Get play this. Today's gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. Terrible, right? And by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. Trying too hard. My ears. Right. Right. He's trying too hard. He's got a great voice. He's super, but it's not just not. It's not Gallagher's. I mean, Gallagher did only. I mean, come well, on. It's not going to be him. That's I know right. that, and I'm okay taking the song, the song, and making it your style. You got to do that, or else I'll just play the record. And you know, he did it in the acoustic version. He's a good guitarist too, but 
I just hated it. I don't know. So, but I love the show and I can't get enough. And that's my uh, TV viewing Sunday well, and Monday well, listen, night with Danielle. So, we talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. I I was watching American Idol as well, with my daughter, and it, it, every story, every person, every contestant that comes up, it's like if I don't win this thing, if I don't go to Hollywood. I'm going to commit suicide. Yes, it's just like dark. He, there's no, yes. there's, there's no humor. There's, it's not like the old jovial, uh, nope. nope. You know, Ryan Seacrest, American Idol, a uh, William Hung. I mean, this is all like, oh my God, if I don't win, you're exactly what am I right. Do? No, you're exactly. And Fritz is one of those guys. He's like ready to kill himself. Uh, they got rid of Tristan last night, and uh, not, was not a big fan. Not because he's the guy that wears purple eye haze, but uh, just uh, not a very big fan. They have a lot of fat people that dance on stage, too. It's like, I just don't get it. Just stand there by the mic. Sorry, Luke. And just sing. Stop dancing. It looks ridiculous. God. Well, Luke, he's fat, but he's cute. Uh, Louis, have you been to uh, the chef's table on 116? I've I've been there, yes. You have been there? Do they like you there? They actually kicked me out after 25 minutes. <laughs> He's not fat enough to dance, though. No. Are you famous start, in the Rock? Are you famous in the Rockaways? The, the people know who you are in the Rockaways when you no, go out to. No. Nobody knows who you are. No, I don't want anybody knowing who I am. All right, all right that's you. fine. We're going to walk into a restaurant. Everybody's going to bow to you, and they're just going to put me. In but a wait corner. a second. Whether you want people to know you or not doesn't change the fact they may know you. Like Bernie's like that. Bernie doesn't want people to come up to him, but no. they know who he is. Like you're famous. You've been doing this for 30 years. No, I'm not. Are you kidding? I'm not standing. They were Chaz Palminteri, like oh, you. Fine. Come on. You're funny. Yeah, yeah. You are funny. It's okay, though. I think it's great. I'm impressed. <laughs> hey, look. There's Lou, there's Lou Rufino yeah, sitting what, in the corner. Yeah, what, what, at, what are they going to say? See, we'll try to see what he's eating so we can, uh, Let's grab we can his talk napkin. about it later. Let's grab his napkin. Uh, it's funny. Have you, have you been to Rocco's on 116? Yes. You like that place? Yeah. Good, good place. It's okay. Really delicious. You have a favorite place? Uh, 129, 116, somewhere? Not really. Yeah, I they're all pretty good. I can't They're all distinguish. Good. I, okay. You know. All right. Where, where do you go? Where do you wherever go? They, wherever they know me. Oh. Nobody knows you. No. You have to right. go to uh, Cross Bay Boulevard to Howard Beach for sushi, though, right? No. I don't. <laughs> yes. For, for all my sushi needs, no. You don't eat sushi? No. There's oh. a couple of other places. I, I, I go out of Rockaway, too. Like where? What do you go? Like I'll the, go past Howard Beach. I don't I'll buy go that. Up, yeah, hey, yeah, listen. Okay. Why don't we talk about this when we get back yeah, on the air? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go sing Wonderwall. I'll be right back. Oh, God. I'm hooked on it. I can't wait for tonight. I can't wait. Ugh, come on. They're going to send some more people home. I love it. But the thing is, that they they uh, they uh, they say the same thing. It's like the NFL draft, burn. So Thursday night, every kid that comes up, first round NFL draft, big deal, Thursday night. Every kid that comes up, they say, he's got great footwork. He's going to be great on Sundays. He's got an amazing arm. They're never critical. Same thing. Every single act, this is the best you've ever been. This is the, the Fritz I'm looking for. This right. is what makes you great. I mean, Lionel Richie, Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, say something critical. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, you know, you my need, friend. You need, a, you you need Simon Cowell. <laughs> that's, all, right. that's all he ever says. You're a star. That's you're right. A star, you're a star. Right. You're, and, Bernie, you're right. At least Simon Cowell would go, oh, my God, what was that? But that's he the way sav- it should be. He would savage them. That's what, that's what you looked for. That's what you wanted to see. And he would make fun of them. There'd be some laughs, you know. But uh, So what are you watching for? I can't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually enjoy it. But uh, I hate the judge part. But I do. I, I enjoy watching the kids perform. I think they're very, very good. But it's all part of this culture, Bernie. It's uh, part of would, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody's great. Everybody's afraid to call people who are really great, great. And people who suck, suck. I would rather watch it when uh, Simon Cowell was being mean when it should have been called American A-hole. <laughs> 
and Randy Jackson was covering his face while they were singing. Yes. And Paul Abdul was like exactly. making out with the contestants. It's like banging <laughs> Billy Hung in the back and stuff. Yeah. Stumbling around. <laughs> All drunk. I thought he was terrific. Isn't Simon uh, Cowell on his show right now? He's on EGT, right? Not, uh, not well, EGT. He has suffered some terrible injuries. The he back was, injury, yes. Yes. Yeah, he was riding some stupid uh, Fakakta bike out but, in England. But and, he's uh, on a show right now, Bernie. He's on one of those. Uh, I don't think it's AGT. That's Howie Mandel, I think. But I think he's on one of those shows. I, I it is he's AGT. On meet, he's on he's AGT, on meet, yes. He's yes. on Meet the Press, too, every <laughs> Sunday. You can see him. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. All right, 1-800-848-WABC. We do have a contestant for uh, Beat Bernie, which is uh, coming up next out of Tampa, Florida. But we've got other stuff to do first, don't we, Bernard? Yes, we do. Traffic and sports coming up next. Right now, it's time for the WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to Bo Snurdly every weekday at 4 o'clock. Hear Bo talks. Well, take a listen. We don't want our children sexualized. And it had nothing to do with not saying gay. It was we don't want them sexualized. We don't want anybody giving them sexualization from a heterosexual point of view for a homosexual point of view, from a transgender point of view. Leave the sex discussions to the parents until children are old enough and mature enough to deal with them in school from teachers. And for the life of me and so many other people, we cannot understand why Disney, Walt Disney, the company that's supposed to be the brand of children, why they would raise such a stink over this. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now, it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers oh. and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to be uh, you know, I got confused because we were off yesterday, me and Bernie. Today's actually Tuesday, so no American Idol tonight. It's Sunday and Monday, so. Oh, dang. I'll watch the Mets. It's all good. All right, we got uh, Beat Bernie, your chance at uh, cash and prizes, all kinds of good stuff. Jason is in Tampa. Jason, uh, how are you? Good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, good. Good to have you back. And uh, are you ready to play? Ready, we're ready. Let's go. Let's go. Number one, the Shard is the tallest building in what country? Start me off with an easy one. Uh, that is easy. I was actually in this building two years ago, at the very top. Uh, no, you don't know it. Move on. Wrong. You're too late. Back of that. My daughter's about to go to college there. England. It's in. Uh, it's in England. It's a great building, bordering the Baltic Sea. <laughs> What country would you find between Estonia and Lithuania? Estonia and Lithuania. No. Oh, my God. I've never seen it. I was hoping I was going to play you today. I would have had a better shot. I really don't know that. Brown, you would have had a better shot because we do more pop culture, entertainment, and more uh, stuff like that. Uh, this is uh, brutal. I, I wouldn't get these right. Well, I wouldn't have known the first one, not that one. Uh, and it's not Staten Island. Number three, the Battles of Old Baldy and Heartbreak Ridge. For a part of what war? This you should get. Only because of the Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> Jesus. Can you repeat that one more time? The battles of Old Baldy and Heartbreak Ridge were a part of what war? I'll give Old you a hint. Baldy. Asian. Uh, Asian. That's probably what I was going to tell you. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. I'm striking Asian. What? You can't terrible. get the damn war? Korean war? Yes. Oh, my God. 
Which of the following states? This is Vietnam. Which of the following states did Lewis and Clark not pass through on their expedition? Was it A. Idaho, B. Wyoming? That's the answer. C. South Dakota or D. Missouri? Which one? B. He's getting better. This guy. And number five, if the Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, Pete Conrad, and Alan Bean were next to set foot on the moon as part of what mission? Great Tom Hanks movie. Actually, one number uh, less. Apollo. Oh. Uh, one number less from the movie. Tom Brady. Oh, Jesus. Wrong, you two-legged bag of anthrax should be Jesus. Apollo 12 was the uh, looking for Apollo. Yeah, um, yeah. All right, not, not a uh, good effort, but uh, I probably heard worse. I don't remember, but I probably heard worse. Uh, you got two right. Let's put them on hold. That's uh, Jason in Tampa. And let's bring back the champ, Bernard. Bernie, how are you, pal? Here I is. You ready to play three right and you win. Jason's a heck oh. of a nice guy, but... Um, he had a very difficult well, time in today's game. <laughs> I, mean, I may have a difficult time as well. I don't we'll, think we'll so. We'll find out. Yeah, I don't think so. Number one, Bernie, the Shard is the tallest building in what country? Spell it. S-H-A-R-D. I was just there two years ago in this building on the very top floor with the my family. The Shard. That would be... Uh, it's a big glass be... building like a Shard of Yeah, glass. yeah, of course. Yeah. It would have to be London. Yes. There you go. Bordering the Baltic Sea, what country would you find between Estonia and Lithuania? That would be, uh, the capital is Riga. It's called Latvia. Yeah. One more and you win. And I think you're going to get it right here. The battles of Old Baldy and Heartbreak Ridge were a part of what war? Uh, World War II. Wrong, you're too late. Really? Oh, I would have bet my life. It's the Korean War. Heartbreak Ridge? Let's get to uh, Luke Legrano. He wrote today's game. Uh, Luke, Bernie is contesting Heartbreak Ridge? Uh, what was the name of, what was the, name of uh, the Ridge? They made a movie out of it uh, three years ago in Okinawa. What was the name of that? That was Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw. Oh, that, that's my mistake. Good, good job out of you, Luke. All right. Uh, which of the following states did Lewis and Clark not pass through on their expedition? Was it A, Idaho, B, Wyoming, C, South Dakota, or D, Missouri? Missouri. Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax should be Jesus. I'll give you a hint. Yellowstone is in this state. Wyoming. Yeah. Finally, um, you need this to win. After Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, Pete Conrad and Alan Bean were next to set foot on the moon as part of what mission? Great uh, Tom Hanks movie minus one. Set foot on the moon. That would be Apollo 10. Oh! Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax. should be Jesus. Apollo 12. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, not pretty. Well, this was... What are you going to do? I told day. you. I might have a... I, might have a I, I, I predicted it, did I not? Did you see last week... This really tells you how pathetic America is. Did you see the controversy about Pat Sajak last week? No. You, you, you got to get this story. Like, all these people went nuts on Pat Sajak... Because he did it, he joked around with um, what's uh, uh, the emaciated lady who turns the letters? Who's a very nice stop, lady? Stop. What's her name? Vanna White. Vanna. Yeah. Vanna. Vanna. Yeah. So he the did a joke lady. about she. God, please. She. He did a joke about her, and he asked her if she did something in the buff, right? Because uh, buff being naked, 
you got to get the whole story, but they right. started getting flooded ABC with all these messages that he's inappropriate, he needs to be fired, he needs to go. When did this become the wheel of like uh, of late night fortune? <laughs> People were going nuts. I'll get you the whole story, Bernie, but it's like, are you serious? Yeah, I'll look it up, but uh, yeah, well, you know, the overreaction, of course, is predictable. But uh, the question is, should he have asked? Should he have been smart enough? Not to ask but a question why, like that. You, in this you thought it was. You thought it was so. I mean, come on, it's, it's so lame. It's like in the buff. It's like uh, that, there's nothing wrong with that. that's inappropriate. Really? Well, uh, it depends on like what, what what was the activity? Was it uh, going to Macy's? Yeah, it was like something like that. You have the story there, Luke Legrano. If not, we'll I get mean, you it. Don't when go, we come back. You don't go to Macy's in the buff. No, no, but there was something. It all made sense. In other words, it wasn't a reach. It wasn't a reach by Sajak. We'll get the story when we come back. Let's let's get right. the uh, you guys okay. to talk. You and Jason will have it when we come back. Uh, Bernie, say hello to Jason. Jason, my brother, how you doing? How you doing, Bernie? Good. Glad to see. Sounds like you're feeling better. Prayers for you. Yeah, I feel like a million bucks. I feel like a million bucks. I'm gonna I, uh, I'm gonna go hit the heavy bag after the show here. Good. Listen, we, I grew up in Yonkers. I know you were there. I met uh, uh, Sid at a couple of giant games with uh, Sal from Yonkers. He knows those guys over there. So we uh, we moved down to Tampa. Still listening to you. Hope, glad uh, you guys are doing well. I appreciate that, Jason. Th- well, just quickly, where in Yonkers? Uh, right over the end of the racetrack. Right off. Uh, oh, okay. Right Central, Avenue in, Central Avenue in Yonkers Avenue. Huh? Yeah. Hey, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, very good. Well, uh, congratulations on your escape from uh, the land of the living oh, dead. Oh, my God. You bailed me out. All right, Jason. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for playing. Thanks got, a lot, buddy. We got I this got for you here work. quickly, uh, Bernie. Joseph Abu telling me Vanna White once said Playboy. That can't be right. Anyway, <laughs> he, it can't, seriously. And she's a nice lady. She's been in studio with me in Bernard, and she's very nice, but she weighs about 80 pounds soaking wet. Uh, Luke, read the story to Bernie about, uh, what's his name, uh, Pat Sajak. So it looks like the back and forth was that Pat Sajak asked Vanna White, are you an opera buff at all? To which Vanna White responded, I'm not a buff, but I like opera. And then Pat Sajak asked, have you ever watched opera in the buff? I'm just curious. And then Vanna White was a little disturbed and said no. And right, so uh, I'm not an uh, opera so- buff, but I like opera. Have you watched opera in the buff, and they started getting flooded. They wanted the guy fired. It was a clever play on right? words, oh, and it was so, lame. Uh, it was like clever it, and lame, right? Yeah, right, right. It was just it was it was very innocuous, in my opinion, and of course, but I'm not surprised by the overreaction. Just not the way people are today, which is why this is a pivotal year. We're going to turn all that stuff around. Free speech. Comedians can say what they want. Uh, performers can say what they want, and if you don't like it. Don't watch it. But, let, but guess don't who's try to at, shut but, people up. But guess who's ahead of the curve all this time? Get about Elon Musk buying Twitter and all. It's, it's John Katsimatidis because this show specifically, more than any other, the way we talk about people, the way we do it sometimes, the fashion, the descriptive words we use, the adjectives we use, we've never been told once not to say this, not to say that, don't do it this way, it's not true. one time. And now we're enjoying great waiting success when we become the belle of New York City. But from the day he took over, he never told us once, not once, not to do it our way. And we're reaping rewards, and so is New York. And and we do exactly what you're talking about every day. And, and like Elon Musk, Mr. Katsimatidis is a billionaire immigrant. That's right. So uh, those apparently, we, we rely on immigrants to uphold the American way. Uh, so thank, thank God for Mr. Katz, and you're absolutely right about that. 
bringing free speech back to New York, bringing truth and common sense back to New York. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Been a great show. All three guests today, from Bo Deedle to Joe Tacopina to Daniel Nigro. Again, the funeral for Timothy Klein coming up. Uh, the Mass will be 11 a.m. Friday morning at McManus Church on Flappish Avenue and Avenue N. There'll be viewings the next two nights, one for just 170 and the family tomorrow. I believe Thursday is open to the public. I'll have all the times for you over the next couple of days. Uh, I will leave early on Friday to go to that Mass on Friday morning in Brooklyn. All that and more. We'll come back and wrap it up. Bernie and Sid on a Tuesday. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I feel so guilty. Out of the corner of my eye, I see Ukraine says it's repelled, stepped up Russian attacks from the east and the south, and I'm not going to say I don't care because that's completely insensitive. People are still getting murdered in the streets. Although Putin has a pretty hot little girlfriend. Um, but I just... Um, she's a that, contortionist. Uh, she's a pretty girl. I saw her for the first time last night on Fox News. Very pretty and young. Um, but anyway, I just it's not that I don't care, but I just I, I can't watch anymore. I'm done with it. So There's nothing I don't want to tell her. Is that insensitive, uh, well, listen, Bernie? Is that, I, I mean, I don't know uh, what to say. No, 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 no. It reflects the uh, majority of Americans who really are apathetic towards it right now again if uh if it weren't for the images if it weren't for that uh, satellite that elon musk put up and we're getting back all these cell phone images of the carnage and the slaughter and all that stuff we wouldn't be paying any attention to it because the old slogan the old news slogan if it leads excuse me if it bleeds it leads it applies here so if we didn't see it if it wasn't uh, available video wise to all these cable news channels they wouldn't be devoting all this time to it, and so anyway, yes. After a certain time, you get uh, you, you you develop a certain callousness towards it, and uh, you know, like there, you know, there are wars going on all over the world. I guess does this one it counts a little more, or it affects us a little more because it's so close to NATO. In fact, the reason why uh, Putin invaded Ukraine, the pretense was because they wanted to join NATO, and he was like, no, 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 no. You're not joining NATO. You're staying in our sphere, if you will. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's just what is our national interest? What none, is our national Nobody yeah. can articulate no, it no. except to say, well, we got to stop him because they might invade a NATO country. He's not going to invade a NATO country. He couldn't Agreed. invade Ukraine. Agreed. So he's been exposed as uh, he doesn't have an army. It's already he's, he's a loser. He lost. But, uh, yes, we're sorry for the suffering. Let somebody get to the negotiating table and let's uh, work out a deal and end this crap. That's all. I'll tell you what's a big story, which is not getting a lot of play, except on uh, conservative stations, of course, is the amount of people, the amount of people who have run. I mean, run like Carl Lewis from Kamala Harris's office. She's lost like 13 people. They keep leaving every single day. They're like, she's a moron. I can't work for this lady. I would say they're running, (laughs) running away. Like Usain Bolt. Uh, <laughs> even Usain Bolt, even how, better. That's how bad it is. No, uh, listen, uh, yeah, no, she's a she's a lightweight. She's a B-word. Uh, she's just a nasty, incompetent. They don't want to be associated, affiliated. Normally, this would be a dream job for anybody starting out in Washington, D.C. But this lady's a horror show. She's a horrendous horror show, and that's what you get 
when you pick people based on their looks and their, uh, you know, private parts as opposed to, to uh, their competence. That's what happens. And uh, we're witnessing it. And, by the way, it couldn't happen to a nicer lady yeah. as well. Yeah, agree. She's a real lowlife uh, is what she is, a race-baiting lowlife. So screw her. Agreed. I love this song, Dream Academy, Life in a Northern Town on a chilly day. Trees blowing, leaves blowing, like driving up the Palisades on like an October day. This song is uh, is great. Talking about great, Bernie, you were great. Great to have you back today. Completely different when uh, when it's you and I together. So thanks well, for coming thank back. You, I love it's you. It's great to be back. Love you too, bro. Have a good day. Get some rest and uh, watch the Rangers and, and Hurricanes tonight, okay? No doubt. Well, I ain't watching the Nets. <laughs> no, you ain't doing that. Legrano, you're all over the Rangers and Canes tonight. I know that. Did a great job today. Lou Rafino is always just uh, the best ever. Nice job by the Justin Ellick and Deb Valentine as well. We'll all be back on your hump day Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Once again, on the way out, prayers to the Klein family from all of us. From all of us until all of you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. Peace. Peace. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.